here at ACO Radio, American Communications Online, or any affiliated stations or websites are not responsible for what guests, hosts, or call-ins may say. All programming is intended for informational and entertainment purposes only. Hello world, this is TJ Morris, and I hope you can hear me now because we're calling from out in space using radio airwaves today, and I'm going to see if Mad Painter can hear me. Mad Painter, can you hear me now? Yes, ma'am. How's it sound? Does it sound okay? Yeah, you sound good. <laughs> okay, well, I know you'd tell me. I tried to call Ken, and his phone's busy, and he may be out feeding the horses. So <laughs> he may be late, but he told me, remember, he's been traveling for the last two weeks doing horse shows, miniature pony horse shows. So our commander-in-chief may be a little late here, folks. So you've got Thomas R. Becker, and he is uh, head of our – ACO Association as a director with Ken and myself, and we're going to do the Conscious Cosmos Consultants tonight here, and we may have to call people, friends of ours on Facebook. If you're listening, you want to call in, let us know. We're doing the ACO Association, ACO Club Space Allied Command Odyssey, and I guess we could talk about that tonight. I'm mad we may have to because... Uh, Ahmed is an author and an artist, and I want to promote his work, and he's been writing some great stories, as have I, apparently, at least he said I had many years ago, so we're, I'm going to finally come back to work and uh, let people know I'm out here, and they can go back and look at who I've been in the past in some of my books on Amazon Lulu and some of Ahmed. So, Ahmed, welcome. Thank you very much for appearing in human form, at least in 3D, at least using your senses today. That's very important these days, so... Uh, you want to introduce yourself because I enjoy hearing your voice. You pretty much well introduced me. <laughs> <laughs> well, well, tell them some more I mean, stuff. I, tell them I mean, your I'm book so... and your. Well, you know, tell them some of your books and you know that you, what all you do <laughs> in life besides you got you know your big job. But t- now I want this to be your big job, but we have to have. Funding coming in, I guess, sooner or later, but we're going to figure that out. So, uh, I'm, uh, Brett may come on, uh, but uh, see if you tell them about your books and what you just did, and because you're writing new audio books and putting them out there. Uh, yeah, now I've been so, putting uh, together small short stories and putting them on YouTube. And uh, yeah. Just little short stories that are 30 minutes long or so, and they ain't very long. And I do have several books out there, but uh, I'm not, you know, interested in making a big amount of money or anything. I just like writing. Okay. Well, can you cover Enjoy for... Enjoy uh, sharing stories. Is Sharon back for the store? Uh, Cheryl? Yeah, Cheryl, she's I mean. back. She's She's in there cooking my dinner now. I haven't even had dinner yet. Oh, I'm sorry. Uh, uh, Brett Luter, folks, is a journalist and author in our club, and he supports us once a month. And uh, I'm talking to him now, but I guess uh, he says his is dicey. 
so he's going to he's going to call you and we'll let you. Uh, Grant Cameron, I saw him on. I like Grant. Grant's a good speaker, but he's been doing his own radio show. Does Grant does he do his on Thursdays? I have no clue when he does. I know he does a podcast of some kind. I catch it on YouTube once in a while. Okay. Uh, well, uh, I, I get so I'm trying to... I, I, It's hard for me to tune in to somebody live. Uh, uh, let's see. Uh, uh, Carlos of St. Louis or Carlos St. Louis. Now, she says she has a new project and at least fairly new. She's got around to asking, but she's lining up some readings. So she was on the on the uh, same panel as Sam, Dr. Sam, that's in our club, S. Monagich, Sam S. Monagich. And uh, so she, uh, so uh, she wants to come on, but let's see here. I'll tell her, okay. Uh, okay. Uh, on right now. Let me see what Brett's saying. I've, I've never done a show like this the, without, well, yeah, we've done several without Ken showing up, actually. Okay. Uh, I guess uh, Brett says that he's got tied up, but he's got three lectures, and he did uh, Monique's show. Uh, yeah, he was okay. on When was he on? Last the night last on night. Revolution Radio. Yeah. Oh, Okay. Well, I don't know if he's... Can you see if you can grab him? I don't know what he's trying to tell me. He's telling me this big, long list. So he's... Uh, I guess he said this is his time to shine. So can you see if you can grab Brett? Because, folks, he's got a... He lives in Chico, and I guess they don't have really great... Is it? They don't have a lot of pull on their computers or something where he is. See if you can get Brett Luter. Because... Uh, he didn't give me a He's not showing so. online. Okay, he's not on your... Why is he on mine? Well, Are you on Skype? I mean, he's he's there, but he ain't showing as though he's online. Okay, well, where is he? Why, am I, why is he talking to me? Oh, he's on... Can uh, you pull up Skype? So, is, why, is my Skype... I don't understand all this stuff. So, uh, because I'm synced, everything's the same. They're just bubbles. Now, I know that Robert Bingham, it says I missed a call. Well, uh, Robert, I'll ask Robert Bingham if he wants to come on. But uh, otherwise, folks, we're just going to, you're going to get to know us tonight because I had, uh, <laughs> again, promised me to be here tonight. But he, he's hard to catch. Folks, he's so busy, and I mean really busy, more so than a mad. I'm not busy. I'm a, I am I just fly around the universe. I, I just come over into this bubble once in a while and get back in this bio suit. But uh, I can't even find the radio show I'm on right now. I'm mad. I, uh, he's on Facebook. Do you know how to set your uh, Skype to Facebook? This is weird. <laughs> Folks, you wouldn't believe close. it. Huh. Well, okay. 
well, why is it things sometimes things just don't turn out the way they're supposed to? We had this the last Thursday, so I guess Thursdays, we went to Thursday so Ken could make it. And he, he told me Sunday, and then that he assured me he'd be here. So uh, I guess you know, we know how to do shows, folks. We're just, I'm just trying to uh, see who, the universe talked to me. I guess I'm going to have to start doing psychic readings again. People show up for those. It don't matter who it is. I don't know why that is. They love to play in the higher levels in the Akashic field, or what do you call that? It's ether. A man writes books about ether, and uh, we play in it a lot. <laughs> that's that's just an anagram. <laughs> oh, is that what that is? I didn't know that. Yeah. Well, I can't find the studio to get back in there right now. I've got so many. You know how I do it, Matt. I'll just show you my screen. But right now, I hope I don't cut the studio off, but I uh, no, can't find it. All right, don't show you my screen. Okay. Uh, sometimes he shows me his, and it's like that little boy and girl picture, and sometimes I show him mine. <laughs> well, I know I've got it connected, but, oh, Lord, it's hard sometimes using your senses. And, Matt, I know we're here to learn and to get better and to, you know, ascend and all that. That's why we have the ACO and the Ascension Center Organization and, why I deal as the Avatar Oracle, one of my hats as a Cosmos Ambassador, but uh, I can't find the thing to say what we we're going to talk about. Can you? Do you? Can you pull up right. anything? Can you pull up Blog Talk Radio and see who, what we're doing? Oh, you're eating dinner. Okay, well, well, that's important, you know, because you gotta you gotta have fuel. And we're going to be given spiritual fuel in the future, folks. But, you know, we were going to talk about the reality of spirituality. And a lot of talks, uh, self-help is big. We do that. Uh, the only one that we really don't talk that much about is politics, our religions, indirectly. And just breaking it down that far. But we do talk with the overall ability to use communications and broadcasting and podcasting, and would like to mention that we're on many of them, iTunes, you know, all the big ones, um, iHeart, Spreaker, Stitcher, FM Radio, uh, Podbean, Blueberry, uh, oh, my God, uh, Spotify. What's that other one, Libsyn? Anyway, wherever you're Icecast. I can't, if I find one where you're supposed to be on, I make sure we're listed there. And I do the developing and the admin type stuff and uh, like to build that. And Mad's more the pretty stuff. Janet was with me for seven years, and she did the pretty stuff and did the booking the calendar. But she's really grown her Aquarian radio. And um, so with my association, I guess, uh, it, it got stuck to the side. So the Ascension Center, uh, it wasn't her main theme. So uh, her, she chose Aquarian Radio as her main brand, and mine's TJ Mars ET Radio. But Amanda and I had uh, Cosmos Radios, which we still have as a big one. And I think we forwarded over to TJ Mars ET Radio right now. But ET Radio was on Blog Talk that a year ago was bought by BoxNest. I don't, y'all probably don't even keep up with all this technology or care. But, uh, you know, we hope that you're going to stay with us. And uh, I can do some readings, and I guess I'm going to start again because I'm coming out of, what do they call that? I mean, you're eating dinner, but on our articles and bylaws, ACO Club. Uh, I'm coming out. 
you can still talk, ACO Club, ACO Association, American Communications Online, and Allied Command Org. So we break it down from the club to the association to the communications online company to the Allied Command Organization. But I don't know which one should be first, but I guess it breaks down. Allied Command should probably be over everything. But we haven't talked about that. We've got to get organized in 2019. Now, we're getting ready for 2020 for the next 100 years or 23 million years or billion, depending on if you're doing gravity and time based on uh, space. Matt, have you done uh, gravity and time? Or you work on the, you're missing you're you're have we talked about that missing time? I don't think you and I've ever talked I, about I don't missing have time. Missing, I've never had any. You don't have any time, but gravity are combined. I mean, they're intertwined. Yeah, consciousness is uh, Planck time and frequency. So uh, it makes gravity with the matter, dark matter. Or all the stuff they call dark matter these days. Now, gravity distorts uh, time. Does it? Yeah. Well, that's frequency and plank time, right? Not done in real time because I read for people all over the world. Oh, goodness. Somebody's talking to me on here. What do you mean it's not in real time? Why? Okay, well, explain that because somebody just sent me a message. Oh, gosh, I have 31 notifications. Uh-oh, I opened up a can of worms, didn't I? <laughs> I guess I got on the right topic. Help! <laughs> I'm being brought <laughs> Okay, Grant Cameron always tells me to talk on... Uh... Wait, let me get off of Grant. Uh, what's the other one? Not Grant Cameron. What's that other guy, Janet says? I always get those two personalities mixed up. They have the Grant... What's the other Grant? Uh, Grant Cameron and uh, uh, Graham Hancock? Yeah, yeah. Oh, wait. Graham Hancock and Grant Cameron. Okay. Yeah, I get those two mixed up. Grant Cameron is uh, ectopolitics and... uh, uh, the other one is about ancient history. So, uh, what's the difference? Uh, one's about UFOs and stuff like that, and then the other one's about ancient history of mankind. Okay, well, it, 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 it's, it's separate topics, right? Is that right? I I didn't hear you blank that. <laughs> Skype and Skype and blog talk. They're two like different people, and they they're walking around in separate bio suits. But for some reason, when the particles and waves differentiate in my brain, or go through the new what do they call those new uh, what do they call those things neutrons, protons, electrons. What do they call you know when Neurons. you have endorphins? Re- Neurons, that was it. When it <laughs> you knew. So you speak my language. <laughs> That's why we have this club, folks. <laughs> oh, goodness. I'm getting barraged by people now. I better get off of here, Lord. 
Oh, my gosh. People are trying to keep up with my brain. It's hilarious. So thank you all, folks, for tuning in. Yeah, we've got the psychic. They're all hitting me up right now. It's hilarious. They're all on, and they're listening to me online. How do they do that? I don't know, folks. You go to blogtalkradio.com. And then forward slash TJMRCT Radio. I know you can hear me there. I know y'all can hear me on Stitcher and uh, iHeart. But do we have to make it first, or do they play them live, or is it just live on Blog Talk? Do you, which is Vox and I, no I don't know how all this works, folks. Uh, we're just learning. We're in the psychic university, but I've lived outside, mostly in the Ascension Center, and I learned uh, how to do this in 3D form by just doing it. But uh, I put up Alien Stargate with Dr. Samir Osmanagic. That was a good show. He's hard to get. We put it one night, and me and Mad had to do. Oh, that's the last time we did this, Mad. Remember when Dr. Sam got stuck on the airplane? But we carried the show. Remember? Mm-hmm. We've done this before. Yeah. We've. You and I can do this. Okay, I've got confidence now, folks. All right, so uh, when Dr. Sam, I put him all up there and to come on our show for the ACO, and then he uh, <laughs> got stuck on an airplane between Canada and Houston coming in from Bosnia. He's great. He's an awesome dude, and I really want to appreciate uh, the fact that he's our friend at ACO. and He's really cool. So he does this stuff, so he understands that uh, playing in all the levels and the realms. That's, um, I believe the quantum physics guys are starting to understand uh, in science that spiritual science, uh, you know, the natural scientist, uh, there's a lot of near-death experience stuff, I'm mad, that has been around for a long time, and I've never written a book uh, about the near-death experiences, but we had one guy that really got me a lot of people involved in my life, uh, some doctor that took over some famous other doctor, not Robert Monroe, but the International Association for Near-Death Studies. And did you know there was an International Association for Near-Death Studies? <laughs> I don't, I don't doubt planet. that. No, seriously. I'm laughing, but it's funny. There's an international, yeah, there's an international organization for just about everything. (laughs) (laughs) Join uh, us, folks, though, if you're going to join an international group. Are we international because people listen to us all over the world? ACO is international, right? I would think so. Because we're the Allied Command Organization, y'all, and we're an official site. For, let's see, we're going to be the International Association. Uh, well, let's see, we're at, we're Allied Command Intergalactic Relations and radio waves that go up in space. But mainly my crew is not even on the planet most of the time. <laughs> so I have to deal with members that are learning how to deal out of their location in North Carolina. <laughs> so Durham, they're the uh, International Association for Near-Death Studies. Now, academically, they're they're we're they're already a five hundred one nonprofit, folks. Or ACO Association, our international association is supposed to be a five hundred one. When we get the money to do it, we got to do the conference in twenty nineteen, but I don't think we're going to make it. We'll just go to their annual near death conference. No, it'll take a couple of years. 
Will it? it? It'll take us a couple of years. Yeah, I mean that's quite a bit of money to get a conference together. You know, you're you're looking at fifteen thousand to twenty thousand dollars. Wow. Okay. Well, maybe we'll have somebody give it to us. Maybe well, somebody. Now will. that would be nice. I mean, we could put on a hell of a con- <laughs> conference. <laughs> well, you know, I mean, it, we it can help them. You, you got to think about think about Sam Osmanovich. If he's over in Bosnia, it's going to cost you fifteen hundred bucks just to fly him in one way. Uh, yeah. We'll have to catch him when he's in town. <laughs> I've got his twenty twenty well, thing because yeah. I'm a I'm I'm a publicist for my friends, but we do that. So talking what ten what? or fifteen speakers? You no, know, each one of them is going to have to be flown in. Put up for oh. you know the period. Yeah, they have to come in them. human form. Yeah, because they can then just hear them right here on the radio with us most of the time. You know they'll so want paid ca- too. You know. Well, they want to show up in human form. We want to see them in human form. Now I know he does conferences, and I know he's doing uh, Marta's. <laughs> right? Is Marta Marta's mm-hmm. isn't until next year's. Right? Marta does one every two years. A lot of people went because they're so expensive every two years. So I guess we're going to have to figure this out, folks. We've got so many tracks, but the near-death experience one, out-of-body experiences, that's one of the ones I was in. But I didn't do the Robert Monroe things. But I did do Heaven. I did do where I was underwater, and I got pulled up at an early age. So a lot of people do that. They get drowning and some big hand will come and Robert Dean did that so in honor of our allied command organization and Robert Dean at least put us on the map in the UFO business you know and the UFO business is really happening now what's the latest news I heard the UFO uh, and the Navy stuff what what do you got on that have you uh, it was something to do on CNN or something a day ago the Navy confirmed the UFO was a real NBC 15 hours ago that's it's what they've been those doing around. for two years, as they've been saying okay, that they were so real. They've got to do something about it. You know? All right, so they bring, bring them out because we're ready to talk about what's really happening in space, right? We're really going to do this now. now. what they are, I, that's, another, that's another story. We don't know what they are. I mean, they could be terrestrial some other country, you know? Oh, you're saying because we've been flying around out there? I worked during that... Uh, Where's that paperwork where I was working with the Navy? Hold on. Uh, Somebody brought me some paperwork today. I bet I'm supposed to tell you about it. Uh, I was working on Raytheon that was working with the government or something. Do you remember Raytheon? Yeah, Raytheon works for the government. Yeah, they're a research department. Really? Oh, well, I didn't know. I was like... Oh, well, I was working with the engineers and uh, working in Hawaii back in 88. So uh, I wonder where all that paperwork went. I swear to God, stuff in my life will do three-dimensional. It'll be here, and then it won't be here. And that's something Tommy and I were going to look into back when Tom was alive. I, Tom tried to explain that to me. You know how gravity and time uh, in the quanta world, uh, in the Allied Command, actually, uh they were wanting to know what I knew and all that uh, the Star Wars program I was on with 
President Reagan. All he wanted to know was <laughs> if someone was – if they were real. I was like, well, of course they're real. Oh, my God, you saw it. You know, how do you – you know, so people like to keep me as remote viewer psychic, and that's just one thing I do. But uh, we should bring this full circle but back in 88, I'm going to write that for you, Ahmed, because you like me to do it where people can read it. And so that's our new calling for HCO and the Allied Command Org, and we just did that book. So let's uh, – I wonder if we should talk about anything I did. But you want me to send – I'll send you this since you're eating dinner right now. But the I'm Allied Command – all right. Well, I got started in doing things with psychic stuff, and people liked me better because I was a near-death energy child. And apparently those – I didn't know there was such a thing, okay, in the uh, – but Civitan International apparently did because they paid for my sixth-grade education. But I had gotten pulled – let's see, how should I do this? I'm mad. I don't know how we're going to do all this near-death experience stuff, but it's important. And it goes on into the future, into the 80s, when I had my military-based stuff. You know, of course, I was learning to play golf for the first time. I should have learned. Well, not really, because I remember, let's see, I learned golf in Houston when I was babysitting for, uh, what was that guy's name? He, uh, A.J. Foyt. Yeah, A.J., you remember A.J. Foyt? He was a race car driver. I used to oh, babysit yeah. these kids, and uh, he liked me a lot. But he took—he couldn't believe I didn't know how to drive yet at 15 or something, so he taught me how to drive. <laughs> I was like, well, yeah, I'm driving a truck to go feed the horses. You know, I did that in Louisiana, but in Houston. <laughs> but I babysit for him. But anyway, but he took me out the golf course, too, but all I wound up doing is caddying for him. That wasn't nice. <laughs> I had a good, I had a really good life in Houston, but a man's going to help me write books, y'all. So uh, get my stories down. Janet's been trying for years, but she was so busy writing her husband's and hers. You know, it's hard to co. What do you call it? Get somebody to help you write a man, edit and stuff. Edit it. It is, isn't it? Edit it. Yeah. It's hard to get somebody but, uh, to read them too. Sometimes. <laughs> yeah, even if you write them, it's going to read them. <laughs> Who cares, right? It's past responsibility, right? Classified. All right. So anyway, uh, here's some notes when I was a kid back in the 80s. My daughter said, Mom, that was 30 years ago. And uh, I had reports that said, uh, you will see the uh, report recruits wearing their uniforms. So everyone, one from due station to the next is a requirement. Uh, anyway, enough talk. Since I work for the Department of Navy, you know what I do. The, I work for the Department of Defense, and in my division, PACNAVFAC Inchcom, we handle communications and runways all over the world. So I talk to people each day in Washington, Guam, Philippines, Japan, Huntsville, California, all over the world on the Spa Wars Rother Project, R-O-T-H-R. It was classified, but it's no longer. I work on some I can talk about. So uh, most of what I do was just push paper, but I had to wear a classified badge and do courier work. And uh, In 88, I was doing a – I'm going to just read this. This was a, uh, some notes that came to me 
today, 28th of October, 88, for my book. So it says, I was classified badge courier working and presently already involved in a compromise of information. My first few months here, my boss dictated a memo to me, which went throughout our company internally, and then we sent it by mail to two individuals who work in our Southwest Division and another division. This, After the memo was out, an absent, that central command meeting at our office, came to find out two days later by message that it was classified. Well, in 23 years, my boss said it had worked for the government, had never had classified information compromised. So we had to handle it. I had to go retrieve the copies and report it to the security officer, which I usually was the security I worked with the security, but at this location, he was the security officer, a man. Before I was, uh, my assistant was, I mean, the security officer was a woman, and I got pulled into the investigation and had to handle everything. But anyway, so he had to write up the report. So I retrieved the other two copies of her, all were, that all's well now, but I had code uh, 405S plastered all over an investigation. The security manager just begins his investigation with saying code 405S. So he's reporting it to that uh, his supervisor compromised information, which is not exactly how it went, but it makes me look security conscious. I told my boss how he had written it and that the investigation said that he just knows how it had been written to protect us. The report goes to NAVSENT, and they decide what to do. My boss is not to blame, nor am I. The commander who gave the information on the meeting is uh, for not premising the meeting with that is classified. So I guess uh, I kept these notes to protect my ass or something. <laughs> Just in case. But uh, anyway, it says, uh, since I was a new civilian, well, you know, coming from Houston and all, I was scared to death. They'd lock me up or something. So uh, apparently that happens quite frequently. <laughs> people, people that don't even know what the hell anything is about. They're in charge, and believe me, that happens a lot. When you get passed around, you're the new kid. I, you know what makes me think of that movie with Big Mama? The uh, oh, this guy, what's his name? He has dark hair and black glasses, typical Jew looking, and he goes to Big Mama's house, but he hides out there. Because some he was an accountant type, and he, they put him up in this big company. And anyway, he becomes the fall guy, right? So I was scared I was one of the scapegoats. But anyway, he says, uh, "Oh, I do. This is my writing back in the '80s. I was scared to death that it locked me up or something. Apparently, that happens quite frequently. I'm still not used to talking about classified info, even well. Here it is, how it works. You don't discuss classified info, but you have to filter out what is classified and what is not." Usually a topic is not classified, but the info inside a letter or meeting might be. Hard to explain. Sometimes the subject line is of a letter is not classified, but where a meeting is in the letter will take place. It's, it, where the, it takes place is, is so, meaning it is classified. I'm learning that I don't have to worry as much as I thought I would. I thought working with this stuff was going to be really scary and hush-hush. Be careful, they will put you in the brig. But really, each person has a responsibility to our government to keep what is classified protected. The way we do it is to keep secret in yellow folders and TS in red. But uh, once you have to work on something, you can't let go of it. I'm, I mean, until you are finished with it, uh, if it doesn't leave your site, you don't work on a particular project, lay it down, and go back to another. You work on something and return it to the vault. 
It's always locked up or in your care. And heaven help you if someone peeks over your shoulder. Then the only problem I can see is if something is released first, then decided classified later, which is what happened to my boss and I. It is an experience I will never forget. If anything is compromised, you shred it and report it. What a way to spend a life, and I am just getting started. I thought I had pressure working for Newton B. Schwartz. Uh, I didn't know what pressure was. <laughs> so these are notes I'm going to give to Matt. Now, this this is funny. Uh, one thing marks me during uh, terrorist and bomb threats is my badge, and we're told they look for us first. So, you know, if I hear the alarm, my badge is coming off. <laughs> new kid of mad back <laughs> I hate having to wear it but it's a requirement oh a yeah I would don't. remove it too I wouldn't let them know I was a cop <laughs> or something like that I'd be dumb in the Navy well you're in the Navy right <laughs> this is me working DOD DON NAVPAC FAC Inchcom Navy how would I just say it used to be called Naval Facility Pacific Engineering Command that's who I worked for so it says I hate having to wear it but a lot of people don't work with classified material even GS 11 12 13 on up to 16 right 18 so people have white unclassified badges badges and they know who we are, so first of all, of course, I, you know, I was working in clearance and security. See, I was always working with classified security stuff, right? So, I mean, you don't let the thoughts bother you. But anyway, it's a different experience, and I guess I will get better at it. I doubt I will be tasked with a lot of thought responsibility. <laughs> so we have archaeologists, planners, architects, civil engineers, Electrical engineers, fire protection engineers, security system engineers, lots of other environmental, geophysical, and other specialties. You didn't know I worked with all those people, did you, Matt? I didn't either. I had 35, 40 years ago. I sit right next to a geophysical engineer. He handles geotechnical aspects from soil to pavement work and investigations into the study of what will and what won't work on a given site. Remember, we were, we were building airfields right around the, the embassies and shit. So it says for building projects for runway communications, stations, uh, runways, and security and buildings. Right now, Spa Wars takes up most of our time. I'm working an extra 20 hours a week overtime on this project. Do you hear Spa Wars, Mad? <laughs> I was working on oh, yeah. Star Wars. I gotta look it up now. It's totally wiped out of my brain. If I wasn't reading this, I didn't even remember I did this. So I like my work, but the pay's lousy. <laughs> of course, now I'd made a lot more money. You got folks. I was making five thousand a month back in the day. <laughs> then I came into the military after coming back from Africa. Uh, you don't have that book, do you, Matt? Mister, Missus Smith. It's Mr. and Mrs. Morris. <laughs> you don't have that one, do you? Yeah, I met Tom in no. Africa, uh, Africa. Yeah. Uh, let's see. I'm working an extra 20 hours. Let's see. I got lost. But I like my work, but it's lousy pay. It's very hard to talk politics at work. Most everyone votes Democrat on this island, but the, I was in Honolulu where that guy was. You know, the one they picked up, and he's over in another country because – you knew he was working where I was, right? 
don't know why. Uh, are you talking about who? Yeah, don't say his no? name. <laughs> it's a, a guy that's no longer in our country doing security, you know, security kind of work. Anyway, you know who I'm talking about, though. Uh, no. I'm not sure. Let it snow, let it snow. No, I'm just saying, it snow. there's plenty of guys that are in our country that was working in security. <laughs> <laughs> he worked a lot later than me, 20, 30, 40 years later. But it's the same kind of stuff, you know. So people with an education here, uh, they work. Most government employees are middle class taxed and underpaid Republicans. They blame the liberal Democrats for our middle class existence with no future of digging ourselves out of the middle. No hope for becoming upper middle classes. They like their Dukakis, but knows it is idle campaign promises because he needs money. <laughs> I guess Dukakis. Yeah, I said his name. Oh, boy. Anyway, I already did it now. So we discuss the issues among ourselves and still feel that Bush is the man for the job. Because, boy, people are arguing me now. Whew. But anyway, so the man for the job because his idle campaign promises he won't tax us. <laughs> I'm always helpful to people, blah, blah, blah. See, I mean, even considering our archaeology, I still want a law degree, but that, that'll be after I come back to Clear Lake or Galveston. I can't be an attorney for the Navy because, well, I'd been working there, but in the Navy with, uh, before I went over to Hawaii, I was working for the attorneys in the JAG office, Judge Advocate General, right? JAG, because that's where they put me. And so I did Judge Advocate General investigations and did the reports, worked with FBI, NIS, and all that stuff. I think when you were out on the ship, I talked about one of the ships here, but, uh, I'll send all this to you, man. But do you think it'll make some good reading? Just stuff that's in the past, 30, 40 years ago? You think this would be okay if I send it to you or type it up? Why not? It's typed. All right. Well, it says we're working a lot with Bechtel and yeah, Raytheon. It's got to be set up in a time. It's got to be set up in a timeline, you know, like your other book was. All right. <laughs> well, here was the part I, I thought I'd lost, but it says. We're working a lot with Bechtel and Raytheon on radar over the horizon. It's called R-O-T-H-R, radar over the horizon. I just mailed this, but I don't want something coming out into the future. I'll just tell you, still pushing paper, going overseas. I'm going to get, well, maybe I better not say that stuff. Let's see. Living in Paradise, Hawaii is great. <laughs> I love the hot days and cool nights. I love the sun and the water all around. I wasn't born here, but I think it's uh, after a while. See, I wrote this to my mother, by the way. I wrote it October 16th, 1988. So uh, what happened is uh, mother died, and my sister had this stuff for years. And for some reason... She was cleaning up her house and moving from Lubbock, Texas, where we did the movie Taken, right? <laughs> and uh, she decided to send me this letter, my mom. I'd written to my mom for some reason. I guess she didn't want it, so she thought I may want it. But now it's funny because I don't remember this, I'm mad. I mean, you know, you saw the kind of stuff I did. But 35 or 40 years, just stuff you do on a day-to-day, you don't remember the details, right? You know what I'm saying? Hmm. You there? Normally the stuff I really enjoy. (laughs) 
Yeah, it says, uh, I've got to go to a, a ball. Phil's going to wear his choker white, like an officer and gentleman. And uh, I'm wearing a white, he said, I'm wearing a winter white brocade. Uh, occasionally we go to Navy functions, required that you go, but if you don't, oh, it isn't required, but if you don't attend social functions, you're accused of not supporting the command or having a bad attitude. <laughs> I was so young and naive, October 88. I never uh, uh, really tried to remember anything, you know, but this is all written out, but I find it extremely funny. Because I was so young and dumb. I was in my 30s, right? 80s, because it's 1988. So how old was I, man? I just got in the second time around. I went in in uh, the Navy over to Balboa, and they made me a hospital corpsman. But I was really investigator and doing remote viewing. So, uh, But the Navy, San Diego. Oh, I was in the Marines, too. So Navy Marines. And I had kids. So, but because I'd signed up in 1967, they would say they were activated me. My mother didn't know what that meant, and I didn't either. But anyway, it meant they came and picked me up. <laughs> now, they had picked me up the, uh, in 76. This was 88. I'd already been over to the Great Lakes. So you're saying that you think we should put all the stuff in it. You want to put it back to, like, Stanton Friedman with Stan in 70s? Let's see what you're Well, you want to keep it in order of what, when it happened, how it happened. I mean, if well, you jump probably, around, people will get confused. Well, I don't know how to do this, but but this uh, – now, when I was working, uh, Strom uh, Thurman called me, right, Strom Thurman. He was the senator of South Carolina, and uh, my, he, he knew my brother and my Uncle Charles and me, and uh, – Anyway, my uh, brother was a Marine over in South Carolina. Is it, wait, where's the name, where's the one, Paris Island, is that North or South Carolina? That was my brother, Paris. I got no clue. You know? Well, that's where they trained. Anyway, he was a sharpshooter. He trained people to shoot. He was real good shooting like Tom. And then he swam outside and over. Yeah, yeah, my, my brother was a Marine. He's. He worked out outside of Hawaii, came over and saw me, and uh, they swam outside the – he was scared, and he didn't say he couldn't admit it, but he really was, you know. But he, he was real tight-lipped with what he did. But one time uh, we were talking about Japan because I went to Japan, and he did too. And uh, I was training with weapons in Japan during an earthquake. Some of the stuff that happens while you're in there just don't make sense. But uh, I was like, did you – Training? What were you doing? You know, I was just doing simple stuff like training, solving problems, and doing stuff like that. But he was out there swimming next to the. Uh, they'd put them out in submarines and then stick them out in a raft, and he about drowned. And those boys that didn't know what he knew, he had to save a couple of them. But he, they'd swim outside the rafts and go real fast, do real kind of strange maneuvers. Outside the submarine, but he said they were laying like I guess the wires we use now under the ocean or something. They they had to uh, run them from you know, like Japan back across. I don't know how they do that stuff, but he did that. He did that. I just that was one of the few things he felt wasn't classified or he could tell me. 
So he was a big badass, my brother. Big body. And my other brother's tall and skinny. He just did uh, pipe stuff or welding, diamond cutting. He's called in. Now, my other, the brother that's still alive, that the Marines did. But the one that uh, is still alive, he does uh, stuff like in Houston, uh, pipe stuff. But he's real good. He gets called in because he'll take the chances. We're all daredevils. He'll go in when it could be a possible spark and stuff. They near get gas lines and stuff and run a diamond drill and stuff. So he's a Thurman too, but we're all nuts. They always <laughs> we're all crazy. Well, we're the ones that go, I'll do it. <laughs> we, do, we don't care. I think it's because we've all had past lives. We know we could get blown to smithereens and we don't give a damn. I didn't either. I wanted to go to war. I was crazy. So, but it's okay. We recovered, right? We we come back. Anyway, so back to this. I got to wear the snappy dresses and stuff. I had good, you know, I went to those things where plates were stacked on plates, and you had so many forks, you didn't know which ones to eat with, so you start on the outside and work in, you know, that kind of development in life. I've had a funny life. But you think this stuff would be good in your Allied Command? You want to put it in your magazine, or you want to put make a book? You want to just keep me keep sending you stories, and we'll just oh, keep you working need to on it. Make a book out of it. You need to make a book out of it. Well, it's hard for me to write a book at one time. I can just send you chapters or something. You can make a book out of it because it's still got to be edited and stuck in a form. Unless you just want to put it on Kindle, just something like that, right? Is that what you're thinking? I don't know. What do you want to do? Cause what, whatever you want to do with it. I mean. Let me see if I can get Ken Johnston on here. Ken likes to do the uh, talking. I, he's our front man. Let's see, Ken. Boy, I saw James Oberg. He, he is a tall man now. James almost wearing his pants up like the old men did. I guess James is hes younger than me, though. I better watch out. He's probably 10 or 20 years younger than me. He didn't get started in NASA until like in the 80s. I'd already been there in the 60s. <laughs> Ken, I don't know what Ken was there the whole time I, when I was down there. And uh, but Ken, Ken, James Oberg came in way 20 years later after us, trying to say he knows this and that, and he put Ken down bad. But they'd go this way. Yeah, I don't know who Ken is. Oh, I better stop that because he won't want his number out there. He probably don't care. Anyway, anyway, folks, uh, Ken is a Marine, too, so I'll get to work Navy Marines, and I'll get to work with the Air Force in Colorado, Denver, and the snowstorms, and they're sending us to Arctic and stuff like that. Thank God I didn't have to go there. But I've had a good life. I was just one of those tall, hard, muscle-bound women before their time. But my arms were weak. My legs were really strong. But I, but when it came to moving stuff, I could move cars. Now since now I have to admit, since I've been here, I moved a car. You know, I pushed it. My brother, uh, my grandson's real big armed, and he he couldn't move it, so I went over and moved. <laughs> yeah, man, I'm 67 years old, and I can still push a car, but it turned off by itself that nobody else can push and turn it on the car. It's hilarious. Uh, I mean, what's the matter with you, son? <laughs> so we got to move it when it won't move or something. But uh, I've got some outrageous, you know, but I think it's the way I'm built because I could never figure out why I had so much Probably power. Is. 
that's all I can figure out because I've got weak arms for doing those pull-ups. You know, when I had to, I went through law enforcement, and I had to, and, and uh, you have to pass these tests, right, and pull yourself up over these bars and climb around these. You know what it is, like an obstacle course. And I've so, been through them. You, yeah, so I felt like I never had any upper body strength, but just to have to push something or move it, that's different because you can use your legs, right? So if I if I could bend over and push or pull a piano or or anything big, I can do that. And I, I mean, I picked up stuff that nobody else could, and I don't know why I could. And a lot of it was mind over matter because if I thought about it, sometimes I don't think I could do it. But I, as long as I didn't think about it, I could do it. So there's something to that. So I think in our psychic university, that's was that what you were saying that you thought? And I started something else because I'm a developer, research and uh, development. So we do R and D all the time. So uh, I can't believe uh, uh, Ken is not showing up. That freaks me out. But he wants to be the front man. So I guess James Oberg, you're just gonna have to put up with Ken. That's all there is to it. Because. <laughs> Ken's older than you or something. But Ken and him work together, and uh, I've got to work on consciousness with Ken. If I could see the show, Matt, I'd tell you what we were supposed to talk about or if anybody else has showed up. Like, I don't know. I lost mm-hmm. the radio station. <laughs> now I'm eating still dinner. on? Yep. I, 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 I didn't understand what you meant there. My computer fell off the bed, and I couldn't find it anyway, oh, so I gave up. That isn't that isn't good <laughs> for your computer. <laughs> no. Well, I moved my legs, and it was on my lap, and I forgot because I was reading that paper. I, I am clumsy sometimes. Now, I'll tell you, I'm mad when I went through, uh, let's see, the second time I was a 4 by 10 rehire for, uh, I went in and took, I'd already passed, I scored real high on the test at uh, MEPS in Houston. But the U.S. Treasury had me test, but I didn't have to work for them till like, late in the 90s. But, um, let's see, 80. I took the test in 84 for the Navy and the U.S. Treasury and the Air Force. I think that's why I got to do all of them, get to be joint, because I scored really, really high. <laughs> and... Um, I take the defense language aptitude battery. That was interesting. You're listening to a bunch of stuff and trying to figure out what is and what isn't a language. <laughs> that was fun. Anyway, I shouldn't be talking, or I should. Is it okay? Because I don't, I don't know what we're supposed to do tonight. Have you any clue what You're we're supposed to be fine. doing with this? <laughs> You're doing fine. Well, what are we going to do with this Allied Command now? Because people, I, they claim it. Internationally, and we're going to do Allied Command intergalactic, and we're going to help with the Space Force and uh, all of them. Not just going to be America and China. The two main languages, I guess, are Mandarin Chinese, right, on the planet, and English and Mandarin Chinese. Does that mean there's more people? The number one speaking language in the world. Well, look it up. Can you Google it? I'm not a Googler. Oh, this must be in the future. Oh, this must be in the future, remember? Because time doesn't mean anything up here. But in time of where I come from, we'll say, 
in the future, <laughs> which is as, as real as reality. Like I was, we're inside the matrix, like. I mean, it's controlled by gravity and time. So with uh, what you and I are doing with the Allied Command, it just depends on you and me right now because Ken's not showing up. So we're going to grow this based on all the universes. They turn into bubbles. Maybe I wrote about that. Did you notice? Did I write about that tonight? You don't know what I wrote Uh, about? I don't know. No, I was busy until we got on a show. I mean, yeah. I worked today, got home, and I had 900 messages to answer, and, you know. <laughs> well, I was wondering about your neck, because you and I broke our necks. Did you break your neck or back? Or, or, I know you broke your hand, your arm, My right? back was three places. Oh, you broke your back, but you didn't break your neck. I broke my neck and my back, but you oh, broke your neck um, and you broke your back in three places. Is it up in the yeah part that goes to your head? My, my neck tries the, the the top four vertebrae in my neck, or the uh, yeah the vertebrae in my neck try and turn around backwards. That's what happens in my neck. I saw a little boy that could turn his head like that, but he's a little. Have you had that yeah, your whole life? Yeah. My my literally my neck bones want to turn around. Is what happens in my neck. Well, ain't supposed to do that. that. <laughs> so they're not supposed to do that. No. Okay. Pinches off nerves well, and stuff. Yeah, and so we're. Uh, it's okay with you that we're about health too, right? We're caregivers. We're basic social caregiving everything, group. Everything's under the, you know. I mean, everything I, is, if you want to stay healthy. Exists, <laughs> you know? uh, well, everything that we do on the planet with humanoids, but there's other types of life forms too. But yeah, it's all about the law. Yeah, and their law of physics or something. Everything's about health yeah, because it's decay. Laws. I think there's 14 or something like that. I can't remember. Might be 21. I don't know. I don't know, but I don't feel very smart today. Laws I feel like somebody unplugged my brain. I was counting on Ken tonight so we could. Broken. Huh? A law can't be broken. That's a, I know, thought laws were made to be broken. I guess it depends on if you're talking law, about your left nature. side of your brain. Not, not nature's well, law. Nature's law can't be broken. That's only in time and space with gravity here in the universal bubbles we make. That's oh, only if you live in this space and time. A physical law. But that doesn't can't apply. Broken. But that's not. It, uh, but that's only here. That that's the laws of quantum. Well, yeah, that's only. Here. What do they? Well, what do they call that reality? I mean, it's like when you're near death experience and you have the reality that that's real and this isn't. Because this reality seems like there's always something missing. You're always looking to find out who you are and what you are and where you're going and all that. It makes you uh, dumb down down here when you get inside the uh, atmosphere. Your mind you know, can't handle only... it. That's what it was. You just solved the 
it, chicken or egg problem. That was the big problem, you know, for people yeah, well, that uh, theoretical there's a finite. Yeah, there's a finite level that, you know, organics can only go to. That's why biological suits happen. Okay, so that's the 62 mile. So we have 62 miles or 100 kilometers we live in, at least when you're in a bio suit. Then after that. You can only go, yeah, you can only, regardless of who you are, even Jesus could only go so far. You know, well, Buddha then only you fade into you fade out of this atmosphere into what they ascend. They ascend completely okay. changed. Completely changed. Now that now you're big on that, right? The ascension because we've got the ascension center. And I know on your Facebook it says you're in the ascension center org. Did you ever change that or did you leave it? No, you're still I in the ascension haven't changed center. Anything on Facebook in all these years. <laughs> I'm trying to. I'm trying to be real. I only go up there and post a couple of things, and that's it. I don't even bother hanging out up there. Yeah, Facebook's not what it used to be. I'm always busy. Well, we're trying to be in the now, which is the only way you can be right now with us out here. And, uh, you know, it's important that we pay attention. Now, the Allied Command is going to grow because... We're going to try to take what's out there that other people can't do, or not everybody can. Some can. Now, that one girl, Dolgoff, wants to come back. She can sort of talk it, but she's young. But she's not doesn't have a lot of experience, but she has some as an interdimensional. She's not young. She's in her 50s. Oh, is she? Oh, that's right. My what, Okay, yeah. so let's talk about that. In the Psychic University... Why is it that some people seem younger than others? Now you know you see people that the like I'm redhead right out. now. It, it's the energy and their voice. They put out. Okay. okay. Well, that, you know, so could, could their energy. Their, it's how we read it. Mm-hmm. So you're saying what they project, and then it affects our mirror or our perception. Of yeah, what, so that's one thing about the internet that that has helped. Uh, mankind is you you learn people on a uh, more you you don't see them so you don't know what they look like you don't know if they're doofy looking you don't you don't know if they dress funny you you know you don't know if their house is messy you know their soul yeah, there you go. They can, if they speak, you, and radio is if, really big yeah, on if soul. If you've got enough intuitiveness about you to key in on their voice, you can know a lot about them. That's how psychics can do, can do readings over phones and over Skype. Well, I wondered how I did that. that for all those years. I thought, you remember? Uh, did you remember back in the day when I used to do readings back in – 12 to 14, 15, somewhere in there, a couple of years, I did readings a lot on radio, and I wondered how I did it. I don't know how I did it. I mean, I'm, I know I'm a reader. And I, yeah, they're radio frequencies. And, and you're not you're not badgered by none of the physical attributes that most people are when they meet somebody. Yeah. Yeah, that's a lot of fun. You know, hey, you got it a was, funny haircut. 
you know. <laughs> you know what yeah. I mean. Well, we can, you know? Yeah, well, I think this a bow tie is, instead of a tie. Yeah, you know. We we have prejudices, our per, preferred ways of thinking and seeing right. in our and, culture. And, and, a lot of them are the learned. That. You can't even tell what race a lot of people are by listening to their voice. Yeah, and some you can. <laughs> some, yeah, you can't help it because they speak. Well, I do know that when I used to go in human form and I drove a big truck, semi, 18-wheeler across country, and I'd go into a lot of these truck stops and little women would be there, but I'd have on my boots and my jeans. And, you know, you have to have uh, boots. Really, you don't have to, but you should. Because you own these uh, fuel centers, you know, and it's oil and water and snow, you know oh, what yeah. I mean? So you have slick. But I'd wear real tough boots, you know, for a woman. But that put me even taller. I'm five eleven, so I'd stand six one, six two, six three sometimes. Some two inch heels would put me about six feet. But then, you know, I wore two hundred thirty pounds. Sometimes I was up to two seventy five or two eighty, and uh, people still didn't say I was fat. I was just big. As big as most men, <laughs> two thirty-five. You know, very few. A lot of men out there about two thirty, two thirty-five. But well, a lot of bigger ones too, driving trucks because we just sit a lot. But anyway, I go in there. Yeah, but uh, I can't tell that because you're on the phone, right? I mean, you're on the radio, so I can't tell. Okay, well, I, I don't. It, I don't weigh but one hundred and eighteen pounds. Is that wet, or is that with your clothes on? That is it. 118 pounds. I've been that weight since I was 16. My husband was that way at 118 when he was, I think he got down to 109. But when I met him, he was 165. And then he got up to 185, and the Army got real mad at him. He started putting on weight. And then when he lost 20 pounds, but he was driving a big truck when I met him, and he'd gotten down to 135, 136. And but he still has legs. I think legs that's as high as I've ever been is about one thirty. He was only five seven though. I was five I'm only five, five three. Seven. You really are five three. That I thought you were a lot shorter I'm than five that. Three. That's it. Well, was your daddy that's short? Your yep. mama short? Well, my mama was. Well, up in but you weren't from the hills of Kentucky. You were from New York, right? Was yeah. it, uh, do you think there's anything to the genes carrying the codes or not? Well, yeah, I took on about my mother's size. genes. Yeah, I took on my mother's genes, and and my father was six three, and my brother six three. So something to so, do with the biological suits and the mother yeah, and the it, father. It has to do with genes. I I took her genes for the height, and my brother took my my dad's genes for his height. My great grandfather was seven three, and nobody got his. There's nobody else after his generation. No, there was in your uh, six six three. Who was who? Well, how, if he was seven three, well, then the next generation would be your father, right? Because your grandfather yes. and your mother's are your fathers. No, my uh, great grandfather was seven three. It was. It, it was my father's father that was seven three. And then how how tall was your father? He was six three. 
six three, and then you become five three. So y'all losing a foot of generation. Did you notice that? Well, seven three to six three to five three. It was because of the inbreeding or the extra. The females were always smaller. Well, my mom, when she had me, was five nine, and my dad was six three. So they're considered tall, right? Because I'm five eleven. But I was born ten pounds and three ounces at eleven thirty on January on December twenty sixth, nineteen fifty one in Washita Parish. And I saw that today in a letter she wrote and she didn't even know what being pregnant was. My grandmother didn't tell her that. Great grandmother. Now on her mother was there were uh, some King Griffin. We're from the Griffins, like Gryffindorfs of Harry Potter. <laughs> so in Ireland, red-haired Ireland people, big tall dudes. I think he was. How tall was he? Lord Griffin or Griffin King or anyway. On one, you know how you have a bunch of people that make you up. But I had the was the tall people in Ireland. Griffin Ireland, where was that? Let me see. Here's, a, I, I don't know where that is. Uh, why is it something comes on my head and then I don't know it? So, but I'll, only because if I'd have to look it up. But oh, here it is. Kenzie to Parsons, Richmond. Uh, my, it says uh, now this is only one. So my father was devoted. Wait, what the heck? That ain't it. That's me. Reason uh, tribute to women's family. Let's see. Maybe it is. Maybe that's the cover letter. This is some of the stuff I hadn't. I didn't know any of this existed. But what it is is I made it happen years ago. So there is something to writing stuff up in there, and it'll come back to you thirty or forty years later. So this was. I wrote up. I found this old notebook that my grandma had, and I snuck it when I was a kid, and in there, it, I had it because this neat mandala was on the front in old ink, and uh, it was a family family uh, story, and I wished I had it, but I don't, but my great-great-grandma had it, and they were from Ireland, and uh Man, stuff through the years you just lose. And they had it all this time in the house. But they were, I think they were tall. But I wish I could find, let's see. I'm looking real quick to see if I can find how tall he was because it was the Griffins of Ireland. Now, that's just one side because my dad's name was Thurmond. And they traced it over to England. And it was Thurber, T-H-U-R-B-E-R. But we were under Thor's protection. And I went over to Europe and looked up a bunch of family genealogy stuff. But this says something about a family Bible. uh, Big family Bible made me feel important. Ronald Bruce Richmond, Gay Richmond, Billy adopted it, blah, blah, blah. But where's about the Griffins? I wanted to read the Irish part because... uh, my daughter did uh, one of those things when she had her kids over in now They were fighting over the Thurman kids in the system because of the name, I think, but uh, keeping them in the system. 
because uh, my, my daughter's dead now, you know, the one that just died, and her kid's in there in my living room. Here's about the Spa Wars. You like that stuff, though. A lot of people like that stuff, history of uh, what happened in the 80s. Some people say they lost it, they like the book 1984. Here it is, Cor- Ferdinand Cortez Griven, born in Ireland, 1837 to 1842. Married Catherine Holden, three-quarters Irish and a quarter Scotch. Born in Ireland. It says Griffin is Welsh, the last crown prince of Wales before the English took over. was named Griffin. Griffy did. Griffy. G R U F F Y D D. Became Griffin. So, Gryffindor. Let's say great great granddaughter. So, they had three children born in Ireland. And Emma Catherine Griffin, born in Grand Tower, Illinois. So, I guess they came over in the 1800s to America. So uh, 1842, so America was overestablished with the Irish side, but my dad's side signed the Declaration of Independence on the Thurman side, but it wasn't Thurman, it was the uncles. But their name is not John Hancock either. <laughs> but it was one of those. So Ferdinand's second wife and Griffin. And they were uh, all over St. Louis and Kansas, and, you know, we got people all over the world. Yeah, here it says was over six feet tall. So I knew it. I, I remembered something in here. It doesn't say how tall, but it was over six feet by the time they got to Missouri. Great dancer, six feet tall. Well, my dad was a great dancer and roller skater. I remember my parents roller skating in this reality in 3D form. Now, where would they go when they died? So that's what we were, you know, with people like me. I don't know what people are going to be interested in. Do you, with me and you, when we're doing this Allied Command? You like all that military stuff, right, for the platform, for you and me and Ken, because we're veterans. Is that it, how this is going to grow? I'm just interested in anything strange and unusual. (laughs) Me too. Yeah, it makes me hold on to my sanity when I start getting too logical. Yeah, well, we it, got left and right brain. It can't be explained, then it's something that needs to be explained. Well, that's our food. That's our nourishment. You know, it's not just human origins and the food we eat, but the lifting the veil or uh, the cosmic knowledge gives us uh, hope. For uh, the left brain wants you to be logical and do all that. Or, you know, we've got the brain that's cut in the middle, and they still don't understand the brain because we're not the brain. They know that we're cosmically not the mind, too. They know, even science knows that we have spirit, right? So uh, it's all that New Living Expo kind of stuff, you know. But leaving Earth, we're going to be about, what are we going to be about? Here, let me tell you, Here, here's, I'm looking at something here on Ken. Now, I don't know why, for it, folks, I don't know why this stuff is together. I don't know why it came up, but Ken's not here right now, but it says here, Ken Johnston, did we really go to the moon? One of four civilian astronaut consultant pilots that tested the lunar module at the Johnston Space Center in the 60s, Ken helped NASA astronauts. He helped train them and prove that we really did go to the moon and debunk theorists who say we did not. You'll receive it, but proof needed. An explanation with uh, Stanley, why director Stanley Kubrick created the film showing about the moon landing. Now, folks, that was a backup, and I don't know about all that because I haven't studied it. 
But just in case we didn't make it, Stanley Kubrick was going to have that film, I guess. So it doesn't mean we didn't. But some kids, it's like a meme or a, a mandala effect. They don't know except what they've heard. They haven't really researched it or they didn't live it. But I lived through it. I know what all was going on. But anyway, part of Johnson's duty was to provide photographic and preliminary analysis of the lunar samples that contributed to scientists from around the world. And I know he worked in a photo lab. But Dr. Ken Johnson, uh, a retired engineer, U.S. Marine, and NASA whistleblower, because really he they threw away they you know we used to shred and get rid of a lot of stuff, but he refused to follow orders when he was told to go chunk it in the big trash, you know, because he was like, why are we getting rid of all this stuff, you know? So it was high resolution photographic collection. So he grabbed a copy. There were six copies. Some girl grabbed one copy. But it was during the Apollo program when my husband worked there. You know when they said bogey 10 o'clock high? And uh, my husband had me come up and listen to it because uh, he was running the typing pool. And they had to uh, – we used to do that. We'd get rid of classified and shred stuff so you, people wouldn't know it. That's the truth. So people uh, turned down this – let's see. It says, after being turned down as the astronaut recruitment – he joined NASA's educational outreach program as a solar system ambassador. And he's got, I've got five of his, uh, we, those badges we wear, he's got five of those. He was a solar system ambassador. So he still speaks to civic and youth groups now that he's retired from space exploration careers in engineering and science. But he goes out and does speaking. He's a speaker now. And he's mine and Tom's. Uh, this is Thomas R. Becker. Thomas, you don't ever go out and speak on anything. You've been 40 years and then been raised after you were Navy. You started, what did you do? You were always painting and doing artwork. Because I've seen you. Your house has got, I haven't been to his house. I've never met him. But in in the background, on like you said, on the Internet offers you, I could see all your craft stuff. And you make jewelry and paintings. And I've seen your artwork. You got some on. Do you still have any on Zazzle? You make artwork, right? Oh yeah, I got I got you know posters up there and stuff like that, plates, and uh, it's Amad's Open Canvas up there. On Zazzle, Amad's Open. That's A M A D. Now, Amad, uh, how did you get that? Because you're Thomas R. Becker or T. R. Becker. Is, but how did you get a mad painter? Was it a handle like a truck driver or painter? Yeah, back at the beginning of the Internet, nobody used their real name. Yeah, they did. They used they used to Didn't give them. Either. Yeah, back then they used <laughs> handles or something, right, like truck drivers do. But gradually they've yeah. been trying to change all that, especially with all the hackers and people doing and they get mad because they're not real. So we're trying to run a real truth, you know, trusted brand here, folks, just so you know. It's not easy these days because you don't really know in the Internet who's who. But I'm going to do my best to help know who the people are in their human form. Did you ever study Laura Eisenhower? I don't know what she's about. Do you really I've had know her what a she's about? Time. I've had her really? on the show What's she talk times. about? What's she uh, talking about? Part of What's her space, thing? She was, she was part of the secret space program that went to Mars. Is that what she said? But she never went, yeah. right? She was claiming that with... Uh, no. uh, she went now, who was that other guy? Uh, What's she Andrew say? Andrew Boshaga? 
Yes, her and Andrew with and Bishago and what was yeah. that other guy I had him on my show? Barry Santos or whatever, you know, Barack Obama, uh, Barry Mendez. Bernard, Bernard Mendez, yeah, Bernard. Had a, Bernard Mendez, He did some, yeah, on yeah, the other level. But the, it, they were all really in the future, but that's where the reality really is. The real, this down here is like being inside a bubble, a matrix in the 3D form. So it's very hard to understand mind over matter, right? But we're not mind and we're not matter, but we're using both to, what would you say it? Uh, communicate information while we're down here because we're really particles and waves. I, I don't mind if you don't matter. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> and I don't matter if you don't mind. So that's just the way it works. Yeah, I don't you know. mind if you don't matter. So it takes two people and we all mirror each other. That's a true story. True story. My kids say that a lot. So uh, different people get together and get people together to do certain things and bring events together. And uh, what about J.J. Hurtock? Didn't he write The Keys of Enoch? Yeah, he did, didn't he? So he was an author. I saw The Keys of Enoch and a mandala. A mandala, or a, is it the same Mandela? I know Nelson Mandela and the Mandela effect versus a mandala on the wall or Indian or like a circle. But J.J. Hurtock, Dr. Ph.D., and his wife, Desiree Hurtock, she's also a Ph.D., but they wrote uh, books, The Keys of Enoch, An End of Suffering with Russell Targ. Physicist Russell Targ, Mind Dynamics, with Dr. Elizabeth Rauscher, and Ken has his own book. You know, you've got – we need to make you a personality – I like your picture with your wife and your tux. We could use that. You look so professional. I can buy one for a dollar ninety-eight on Google. A book of a copy of your book. No, Which a personality. <laughs> well, you can buy one of your books. How much did that book? We just we put one up there for Allied Command Org. So that's what tonight's we're going to be about helping people. So Dr. Johnston, I don't know where he's at, but he's a ghost. A retired aerospace engineer, U.S. Marine. <laughs> Ken, I'm going to have you come back and listen to this if I can ever get you to listen to it in a radio show. <laughs> Our illustrious leader. What does he call himself with us? He's the What's he call himself? He wants Supreme to be the five-star allied commander. Supreme commander. Is he, is, no, I'm the supreme commander. <laughs> and you were... <laughs> he's the commander in charge He wanted to be the five star But folks, he's the solar commander And I'm the cosmos commander No, I'm the cosmos ambassador, right? He's solar ambassador I'm cosmos ambassador yeah, I believe so And you were the You said you were the What were you? What's your command? What do you command? Oh, I said you can call me the rear admiral Because I'm in the background <laughs> Yeah, rear admiral You're, you're the rear admiral in our <laughs> In our command, <laughs> in our universe. I wonder what people will think at these expos, New Living Expo, Human Origins Conference. Now, he did that with uh, Richard Smith and his wife uh, over in New Mexico. And that, that's a uh, subject re- that I'm really interested in is our, our origins. 
Yeah, for real, off planet. But when you come down here, we're just stardust. That's as close as we can get. Everything's stardust down here. Well, what do you think? Of, you know we came from somewhere out there. Beneath the pale <laughs> Well, that's I'm good. Okay, so we... Panspermia. Panspermia is so far as the best gig. Yeah, life's going to happen if the conditions are right, period, regardless of where it's at. Well, but what causes those? You think it's a reaction Well, it's just... Yeah, it's just basic... uh, You can call it chemical, but, you know, I don't think it is. I believe there's a grand designer, but... No, uh, it it's still it it doesn't matter if he designed the you know first organism or the last one, it, it's still a designed organism. Well, we know we're immortals. There's not very few many people that don't. Believe. Maybe there's at, most of the guys that say they're bona fide. They're not into religion or politics or government or anything. What they call agnostics? They don't believe anything. They don't you know belief systems are great, but. You, you need a hope, and you need hope. That's the only thing that saved me sometimes, are the beings, because you have to live pretty good. So, I don't know. We don't. We're not going to say we know everything, but we're going to be about self-awareness. What's our bottom I, I don't line? Think we can. I don't. I don't. I don't believe we can know everything in a physical form. Well, because I think we discovered what you said. You, you discovered the whole bottom was that our brain, we're not our brain and we're not our mind. And we know we're dealing with the near-death experience uh, events and we're dealing with the human origin events and we're dealing with the New Living Expo events and we're dealing with the UFO Association events. And ours is the ACO Association for Ascension Center Organization. And that's right now the only one I see. And, David and Wilcock for- is the only one doing anything out there besides me and I started it back in the beginning for for all of these actually for for all of these things to actually be able to happen we have to be living in a multi-universe but we are I mean it's not like we're not Well, well we know that but most people won't even consider that thought well, they're what uh, Michio Kaku calls a level zero, <laughs> but uh, once you get to well, that's his, level that's one, his interpretation of yeah, that's his interpretation level one, two, and three. of a yeah of of civilization. That doesn't make it so. That's just his opinion. right. Yeah, he's just giving it words like we are with our group, yeah. but. Uh, it's nice to have somebody to field it back to you, but not be so close-minded. They're setting their belief system that they can't accept anything. I believe we're conscious agents. We're all an agent down here for some group of stuff. I don't think we're just one person. I don't think we're just one thing. It takes at least a left and a right, two, well, two opposing sides, because you question yeah, yourself. We live in a dualistic, yeah, we, we live in a dualistic universe. That's all there is to it. At least we've come to everything, accept that because everything everything's set up to, that way. Yeah, everything is set up that way, all the way to the quantum level. And that comes back from these original seven laws. And the, one of the seven laws that was in the oldest on the planet came back to what you just said. 
and that's gender, male and female gender. So right. what is that called? Because no matter well, where you, you have, want to, we are all the, boys and girls. That's the yin and the yang. If you have uh, any or Audi, like your navel or your pee-pee, right? <laughs> <laughs> but, you know, we all have a mother and father if we're biologicals in a biosuit, they call it, biosuit, biological container. So the containers, if you're a humanoid, you're shaped like a star, or you have two arms, two legs, and a head. And I guess that's why we made the five points. Do you think that has to do with anything? Are we going to – we just do it in metaphysics and esoterics or theology? I, have, I mean, a lot, of them, a lot of them things just started out with, hey, look what I drew. Isn't that cool looking? Huh. Go back to pictographs in the in the caves yeah. when we had shadow and we stayed in the caves. I wonder well, that, if that's really that true. They, if a man, see? But yeah. if you look at the tree of life, that doesn't look anything like a man, but they superimpose a, a picture of a man on there. Well, what about all our stories we tell? Ex- their explanations aren't necessarily stories. And stories aren't necessarily explanations, but that's like your your left side of your brain tries to explain everything, and your right side of the brain likes to tell the story and make it feel good with emotions. Wait, which side has your emotions? Do you know when you do, if you have a stroke? I know my father, stepfather had a stroke, two stepfathers. Your, mother. Your, yeah. your right side of the brain controls all your uh, artistical abilities, your music, and stuff like that, your creativity. And your left side of your brain controls your uh, mundane stuff, like your language and that kind of stuff. So we're really into neuroscience. So, you know, we've got a lot of tracks we could cover when we have our conference. But by that time, by 2020... I don't know. Everybody's going to have one in 2020 because well, it's dark. Yeah, see, I, I don't understand them having. I don't understand them having a UFO conference when they have six speakers on UFOs and not one of them agree with any of the other ones. Well, you don't have don't to in peer review groups. Yeah, but you know who are you supposed to believe though? You can't believe all six of them because five of them are wrong. Well, because each person has a different conscious state of belief system or research or history or how they program themselves or what makes that, them that doesn't make them be that who doesn't they make are. Them right. Well, okay. So the, the big thing started with Corey Good and uh, Richard Dolan were the two main. And who was sitting in between that uh, that guy I met? What was his name? He wore the funky hair. I met him in San Diego and uh, Dayton too. Talking about the alien guy? No, no, he wasn't alien, but he he drew like my husband did. I, he was like me. We got chose when we were young, fifteen. He could draw boats and stuff. He had a, a real good memory. You know what I'm saying? He uh, he's the one that liked to talk about when he was a young boy and went out and and watched the. Uh, Big thing over in California shooting the UFO, all the cannons and stuff at the UFO. Bill Tom, William Tompkins, William oh. Tompkins, Bill Tompkins. 
Well, they want to say funny hair. It's William Tompkins because uh, that's how I remembered him. But they said they wanted me to meet Bill, and I had to go shake his hand and stuff. But it didn't make any sense to me because well, they had me come and drive a big truck all the way over to a hangar and deliver some. They made me go pick up and swap. All of a sudden, somebody makes a call in the government or something, you know, because I was driving a big truck. You know, I took that U.S. Treasury, and I drove sp- space pieces and the aircraft pieces all over. But they had me go meet him in uh, Dayton, Ohio, one of those space spooky things, Dayton, Ohio, you know, where they kept a lot of the UFO stuff. And then they had me meet him in San Diego near the, uh, what was it, San Diego. The reason I remembered I was working for Comic-Con, not Comic-Con, SATCOM. Uh, I get Comic-Con and SATCOM mixed up. I was training people on satellite. <laughs> Not in my mind. <laughs> SATCOM. SATCOM. Let's see. Wait. If I was doing satellite com, isn't there a stadium in San Diego? What's the name of that? Mediacom? Comic Con? Well, I don't know. But I was working on uh, – I trained people. If it wasn't with that Roth thing, Raytheon over the horizon thing, then it was – Teaching people how to use computers in their trucks, right? Because we had uh, we were tracking our computers. Because with big corporations, back in the our early 90s, we had we would throw a, a computer chip in with our loads, like Pepsi, you know, all the big ones, so they wouldn't get stolen and stuff, right? Anyway, but we had a satellite. What do we call those? Satcom, satellite command. We called the little computers we'd put in the trucks. Uh, Satcom, that's what it was. Yeah, they had on top. They had a little round thing. Yeah, we could pick them up way before Google. Before they trained people on Google, we knew that was coming. But in, you know, in big business, you know what's coming. But in the government, I don't understand how we were dumb as a rock. I mean, we were dumb as crap. I was telling them, why don't we have this or that? But they didn't have it in my in my reality. We already had computers when I got there. I didn't understand that. When I got to Hawaii and they didn't have that stuff, and then uh, I would ask people, why don't why can't I talk to my company? I already knew about the internet, but the people that I was dealing with didn't. What was that about? You know, after this '88. Between 89 and 94, the the extraterrestrials came and visited me. <laughs> so I'd already been off planet and knew all this stuff. <laughs> That's not fair, is it? I guess some of us get to cheat. So I was telling them, why don't we have this stuff? You know, before that Bernard Lee's, Bernard Lee's. Anyway, it was back during the time that they were writing. Uh, the guy was Strom Thurmond, right? When Strom Thurmond was calling me from Washington, D.C., he wanted me to come be a page or something. I was like, what's that? <laughs> but anyway, he was telling me about that guy. What was that guy that wrote that book, The Day After Roswell? Remember him, Colonel Corso? Remember him? Did yeah. you read that? I've never talked. I've never talked him. No, I haven't read it. Was it? I've, Phil I've seen a lot of interviews he's done. Why? Huh? Do what? You, you, what'd you say? <laughs> I said I've never read say? his book. I've never talked. I said I've never read his book and I've never talked to him, but I've seen a lot of his interviews. Oh, okay. 
Yeah. Uh, he was a little guy. He had, he looked, but he uh, somehow, was it me? Who was it? Maybe I was, maybe I was the little E.T. that picked him. <laughs> it might have been me. I might have picked him. I don't know. But he was working in uh, Strom Thurmond and uh, what day after Roswell. I was working on that Roswell case, right? But uh, I was over in Texas Instruments once, T.I. So we divided it up before T.I. got it, Texas Instruments. But I remember carrying it, some of the pieces, to different companies. So he was telling the truth. But uh, his boss brought him in, and it was in a file cabinet. <laughs> we had, uh, back then we had, uh, in the day, back in the day, we had four-drawer file, five with uh, these turning knobs, and so he had one when I went to Washington, right? But uh, he didn't know what to do with that stuff. <laughs> so uh, I thought we should uh, work with it, right? Let's see what people can do with it. But it came from the original uh, one of the cr- crashes. Now, did did you, did you ever get to hear Tom talk about the crashes over in Roswell, the UFOs? The spacecraft. No, I didn't. Okay, that's too bad. Well, they're on Blog Talk Radio back in the day. I kept some. I kept most of them. Are, yeah, I'm pretty sure. I don't think I ever raced anything Tom did. But uh, Strom Thurmond, Philip Corso, me, Tom, Ronald Reagan. <laughs> it was after Eisenhower got pissed off, and I was backing him up, man. <laughs> I backed up Eisenhower. Because I was born in 51, right? So then after Roosevelt, it was Eisenhower. And I think I wrote Eisenhower in the Washington White House. Do you remember in school, third grade, did you have to do that? Do you remember you had to write the President of the United States at 1600 uh-huh. Pennsylvania Avenue, Washington, D.C.? I don't think I ever do you, did. It was a requirement. I thought kids, well, back in the day when I was in Monroe, Louisiana, at Ransom Elementary, I wrote the President of the United it States. That's a requirement at your school. Yeah. Well, I don't know, but I'm involved in something, Ahmed, and I want you to write the book I, with me. I know I wrote I wrote but, Obama. <laughs> you did? What did you write Obama? What did you, you talk to I, him about? I'm an activist for uh, hemp production. Oh, yeah. What he, he say? He didn't like it too much. Uh, he, did, he wasn't happy about it. <laughs> what? Are you serious? He really got a email. Are you serious? Yeah, I'm serious. Well, I wanted I him to uphold. The- campaign promise that he made. They they won't even let me start a, a petition on the White House page anymore. <laughs> well, that for for Trump or for Obama? Anybody. I'm banned from it. <laughs> from the White House itself, the computer from the White House the petition, program from, from the petition page. I started the, too many petitions. Oh, you're a petitioner. <laughs> you made too many, so they decided you were a threat. You're not a threat, are you? You just you're just trying to oh, get no, off the works. I'm not a realist. 
We don't need to use what we have. 60,000 products can be made tomorrow using hemp that will save our, you know, cut our oil supply by 40% in five years. What makes you think they would want to? That's why we went from hemp. <laughs> we had hemp, remember, back in the day? We, yeah, we, I know. But yeah, they're, they're coming back. They're coming back to it. Uh, when I yeah, left Kentucky, it's ridiculous. Well, it doesn't matter. It's the donkey elephant game. In the game of life, the bigger picture. It has nothing to do with people getting high because people are going to get high regardless if it's legal or not. (laughs) Yeah, they don't care about that. What they care about is the world banking system and the Rothschilds got, you know, back with Napoleon. It really does start there with Napoleon and the and the five brothers. My family, think about it. My daughter was a Bowers. You know who the Bowers were? Mm-hmm. They were the Rothschilds. My daughter married into right. family, Bowers right here in Las Vegas. They're poor over here in America. They don't care about their chillings, their, name, their names on down the line. But everything gets diluted, right, all the way down the line. But not, I'm not saying I was related blood or nothing. Don't get me wrong, folks. But the, I found the story intriguing when you do genealogy and stuff and the name Bauer. But think about it. Back when that uh, somebody, some king over there, I can't repeat the name. I, I should because it's in my brain somewhere. But just real quick. On radio waves, one of the stories, that's an important story because it changed reality. But, you know, when we got in trouble, and uh, what's his name over here, Rockefeller, he, you know, they thought Rockefeller was the big dude that pulled America out. Come to find out, he'd gotten his money from the, you know, the old country, the uh, Red Shield people, which was the Rothschilds, right? Because those brothers, when they were back in, uh, the king and Napoleon with France, and, you know, they were all up in arms. Uh, they gave him back his money, but they basically took the money and learned how to make money off of money. So ever since, all the banks have been doing the same thing. They may start a company under banking and have people put in 20%, but they never fulfill the other 80% of 100% like on a gold system, but nobody cares. It was a stick system, you know, how they kept. So it really depends on what we choose yeah, to it's believe fractional, in. Fractional banking is what it is. What's it called? Fractional banking. What happens is when you, deposit, when you deposit a dollar into the bank, that gives the bank the right to loan that $1 out 10 times. I thought it was just eight. Now they do 100% then, do they? Well, I, we I always don't know use about 100%. Then, but right now it's 10 times. Okay. So that's how the banking system works in the world. So they figured that out. Right. But so they've always used that same formula, right? The World mm-hmm. Bank. It's basically the same formula. For, you know, for every dollar you put in, they're allowed to loan out so many more because you're going to be get because technically what they say is well, if I loan out ten and each one of them pay me fifty cents, that's five dollars to cover. You know. Yeah, the, they were basing uh, retail pricing on that too when I was in the day, back in the day. So if I bought it and I put it together and I made it and got all the parts, bought the dies and you know got the leather and cut it and made my handbags. Let's say I made a lot of stuff, but shoes. Anyway, they get a dollar fifty back for each one of them, so then that's fifteen dollars. See. Okay, so it's fifteen. And they made they've they've made 
you know, fourteen dollars well, off of one dollar. Well, what's the markup on jewelry? Oh, I don't have no clue there. You know, I know De Beers keeps the, in the diamond market under their belt. Well, what are they marking it up as? That must be fun. Uh, I don't they know. Got so much, you know, it's yeah. They got so many diamonds diamond sitting in that place. It's it's ridiculous. Well, so there's all kinds of stuff we can talk about. With the diamonds just sitting in that building. Well, you know, we know the world works, and you have to go up the food chain or down the rabbit hole. That's just the way, left brain or right brain, but you want to be whole brain. So we want people to know more, and that's what the Internet is going to be about, communication and information. And that's my thing is free press, freedom of speech, First Amendment right. Is that right? Is that freedom of speech? Tell me it is. <laughs> First and Third First Amendment. First or Second. <laughs> I hope it's first second amendment. freedom of speech. What's the, the second, second amendment? Second amendment is freedom of speech, I think. <laughs> Hell, I don't know right offhand. It may be second, second. amendment. But anyway, sure first second amendment. freedom speech. <laughs> I've lost all the, the, the data in my head. I can't find any of it. I don't know what's happened. I need to eat more, Get take vitamins. Getting old, so if we don't say we're not going to get old, are we going to get old? Because we're going to be working with, you know, I like working with the body, mind, spirit. But you said you were interested in anything strange, and that's sort of me. I like fascination and intrigue, but it's not just all supernatural either. And science, you know, they'll say it's esoteric or uh, phenomenology or you know, in neuroscience, supernatural and philosophy. But there's a natural scientist, and there's, you know, parapsychology. So Robert Monroe was dealing with death, right? He's the closest when it comes to near death, out of body experiences. Robert Monroe, right? Cause he, he was dealing with dreams too, and out of body experiences. And, oh, was he? You know? Now Mike was. Right. Mike knows all about all that. How's Mike doing, by the way? Mike uh, in Kentucky with more, revolution. Or, uh, He's healing. It's just going to be a while. So he got out of ICU? Oh, yeah. He's home. Wow. Yay. But he's he's just well, not, he's not back up to, up to par yet. It's going to be a while. It's going to take him quite a while. What exactly happened to him? We're talking about Mike now. Mike, uh, I really with, don't uh, know. In Kentucky. You know, is he our I mean, age? Was he younger it. than me? He's in his 50s. He in, I think he's about 55. Yeah, he was my kid's age. So. I had my daughter at 16, got pregnant at 15 he, during the Vietnam He really don't want any, any too much information out there. You know, he's kind of a about, private person. But when he was a musician, he wasn't, right? He played the bass and all the equipment and was on that band. That was back when he was younger, right? Huh? Yeah. He was, he was he younger then. Guitar. Yeah. Yeah. That was when he was but in his 30s. He was in his 30s, and then he had, he got his farm and doing the tobacco and stuff. Yeah, he, got, he got throat cancer and had to quit. Oh. Oh, that's why he got out of this thing. I wondered about that. He, yeah, you're right. He's single. He's private because I didn't know why. He didn't have Isn't that much weird? That was... <laughs> Didn't have a choice, all right. But now with the diabetes and stuff, right, he's gotten yeah. better. 
but that comes with old age. Our bodies can't handle much sugar, and uh, you got to really watch your balance. So that's what we're going to be about too, right? We can be about. I I take almost no sugar. Oh, I've been eating sugar during depression, but I got to stop now because I, I gained fifteen more pounds. I don't. I got to get back. I got back down to two eighteen. I was two twenty five with my daughter. I think that's one of the reasons I don't get sick like a lot of people do. Because you don't, you completely stay off of sugar. I just about. I hardly ever eat any kind of snacks or anything like that. Wow. What about salt? Now I, I consume salt. Hell, we come from the ocean. <laughs> what about protein? Well, as much as possible. I like meat. I won't so lie. I'm a vegetarian, that's for sure. I've ate more fish down here on the ocean than I've ever ate. I didn't even eat this much in Hawaii. Well, I ate some. I don't hardly eat I'm, fish. I, you I don't know, hardly one of the eat most, fish. Well, I, I had some Japanese people come over from Japan to wine and dine me because I was an entrepreneur, right? And they spent on me... And uh, my partner, he was little like you, five. I don't know if he was five three. I think he may have been five five, maybe. I don't know. Anyway, he was short, but he was Jap- Japanese, hundred percent pure blood Japanese. And I had this Chinese friend. He was really tall, and so you know, Chinese guys can be tall, and Japanese can be short, or maybe they can be in between. But anyway, the moral of the story is he. this one guy came over with him and his wife. They spent – and I didn't want to go because I didn't want to go to eat fish, right? Cause that's, and they thought they were doing this great thing. Well, it is if you like it, but nobody asked. But they spent $575, <laughs> no alcohol. It was just on fish and stuff. It was only like – Some of that tuna is more expensive as all get out. I couldn't figure it out because I didn't want any of it. Yeah, it was raw tuna and salmon and, I guess, big lobsters and stuff, but they wouldn't cook it. Yeah. But everything was – it was some fancy stuff. But can you imagine you get, four you people, get all kinds $575? Of yeah, I know. I don't know what all it was. It came out big trays and stuff. Ish. Well, they, you know, but a lot of people love uh, – I learned how to take seaweed and rice, sticky rice, and put something in the middle in the government because I worked with a lot of people from other countries. But, you know, over there in Hawaii, they do a lot of that sushi stuff, right? You know what I'm talking about? It's yucky. Yeah, it's raw fish. (laughs) I don't want to have (laughs) Well, we were raised in beans and taters. (laughs) Uh, You're born in New York. But you were in the in the Navy, right? But then when you moved down there, when well, 40 years, do you eat rice or potatoes at all? I do. Oh, yeah. yeah. I, I eat dry beans, mashed taters. Yeah. Tonight I, I had lima I beans, like taters. Bean soup. Yeah. Yeah, that was one of my Tom's favorite was, uh, no, he liked northern chili. beans, or did he like? I eat chili. Yeah, I like chili. Yeah. I eat Wheat, southern chili. foods too, you know. Yeah, you're right I, there. I like, I like some Chinese food, but uh, most of it's yeah. full of MSG. 
I know. I've got to say no MSG, but I do like Chinese food. I wonder why that yeah, is. So we can. And it'll give you headaches if you eat, eat quite a bit of it. If you, you know, it gives people headaches, and they don't even realize that that's what it is. Is the MSG that's giving them the headache? Why is it? Is it monosodium glutamate? Is that what the MSG yeah. is? Monosodium. What it? Uh, what? It's a preservative. Okay. Wow. Well, we're going to be healthy, folks. Uh, look us up, ACO Association, see if you like us or not. But uh, we're also Allied Command Org for space. Why, why were we doing the Allied Command Org again? <laughs> I forgot because Ken don't ever come. It was me, you, and Ken, and Janet for, said she liked for Allied disclosure, Command. Yeah, mainly mainly about disclosure of you know our UFO and alien technologies that we do that do exist and they're not. Well, can you keep a handle on it? Keep a handle on it, because Janet Janet made us a picture with me and Bob Dean and uh, Ken, but you weren't in it. Remember, she made that picture, and then uh, me and her and you and um, Ken, and oh, I know what it was. Ken was intimidated with me and her both on the radio at the same time, in a way, because he couldn't get a word in edgewise, right? That's the truth, folks. So me and Janet were like been doing radio together for six years. He had been on my show in the beginning and been on Revolution with me. He'd been on Cosmos Connection, on Mike's Revolution Radio, which was Freedom Slips. Well, we called it Revolution Radio, but his website was Freedom Slips, right? Freedom Slips or Freedom Slips. Now, does he does he keep Freedom Slips up and still run too? Because I run oh, like yeah, thirty, yeah. thirty-three. <laughs> Yeah, either one of them will bring them to Revolution Radio. Well, now I'm starting. I've got TJMRC T Radio, which is a good brand for ET. And now UFO Association is just some. Uh, we could have tonight. You know who we could have called? Jan. I uh, forgot. Yeah. I could have done Jan tonight on okay. Thursday night. I don't think we've done bad tonight. Jan Aldrich, remember? He he told me I could call him on yeah. Thursdays. He wanted to do so. Call him. I think he, yeah, so I'll just have to get back with Jan. I keep forgetting Jan. What is it about me forgetting Jan Aldrich? Is it because he does archives? Because he's, he's no. uh, for some reason, I don't put him in the radio category. I don't know why. He's well, been doing, he's he, he collecting a, in the he, field. He isn't, he isn't an experiencer, and he isn't an author, so. I think that's yeah. what it is. Yeah, he comes from more of the dry, Janet calls the nuts and bolts. He goes out and literally does hey. the uh, page turning, as he calls it. And, I mean, and then he got with he, He's got a website, date. but it isn't interactive yeah. or anything. It's just you go there and read stuff, you know? Yeah, nineteen Project 1947. So we do carry that. I've got him as the main theme on UFO. I've redone UFO Association Which is so many awesome times. Site. It doesn't. Yeah, yeah, he's done a lot of work on 1947. That's the one Robert uh, Bigelow helped with. With uh, you know, from those, what did he, t- he was teaching us how they got money that was uh, endowed to them or. Uh, yeah, Robert Bigelow has been known to. Yeah, he's been known to give out grants for a lot of places. Uh, he's he's more famous for the uh, Skinwalker Ranch deal than anything else. But he never made a dime off that place. And they, everybody was saying he. 
Well, well, he never intended to make a dime. It was all for research. Oh, he just wanted to know if there was anything to it on the planet yeah, and the three D relationship. They recorded all kinds of stuff that happened there, and you know, and he wasn't trying to. Uh, you know, they accused him of wanting to open up like a paranormal amusement park, and he never did anything. He's like, say what? <laughs> yeah, you know? he wanted to keep people out of there while they could do the. <laughs> yeah, keep the evidence he, clean, he right? People and put them in there, and they studied the place for a couple of years, and then they finally sold it. Oh, he sold it. Well, what's he doing now? Is he still working in Huntsville, or? Off planet, or what's well, he doing? Where's he work? He's into all kinds of things with space. Anything to do with space or UFOs, he's involved in it. Hmm, I never met the man. Did you? No, he's a multi billionaire. Oh. Money don't mean nothing. At least not in yeah. interdimensional travel. <laughs> what would he be interested in me for? <laughs> I'm nobody. Because conscious uh, agents <laughs> that are real got a better life than me. <laughs> <laughs> you know? you based it on the dollar. Well, yeah. If he's at that level, you think it mentally he's at that level? I thought you know most people that have money, some of them are really just for the money and greed, right? They're in the power and greed. But uh, we, we, I, we need a couple of Batmans out there, you know, billionaire that wants to fight crime. Oh, that's uh, yeah, I miss Stan Lee. That was Stan Lee. That was cool. <laughs> he, <laughs> but uh, Michael Jackson was going to do that. Me and Michael Jackson and Stan Lee. But uh, Stan followed me. Did you know that? He was like you. He was cool. But. I don't know. I don't get into the politics. They were, you know, that that was sort of sad that the last, I don't know, but I liked Stan. He was one of my heroes because he just was a good guy. You know, you, you you don't base it on what they have. You base it on what they do on a daily basis. You know, your daily, what do you put, your output, right? Right. Your output is entrepreneur. Well, that, that's why I, I said it at, was about Piccolo because – Everybody gives him a hard time, but from what I've seen, he hasn't hurt nobody. He's done nothing but help the UFO industry, from what I've seen. Well, when he was a little kid, I thought he was into him. I mean, psychically, I don't, I don't know anything about Robert Bigelow other than I remember dropping his name a few times over that star team because of me and Barry Gaunt. And Bar- Barry Gaunt got into that dark stuff, you know, with uh, – he kept having problems because we had the men in black and the – uh, black helicopters and all that, but I don't know who ran all that. It, I don't think it was necessarily the Navy or Air Force, so I don't know what branch of government that is. I don't know that he knew, but it seemed like when he became Bigelow's star team person, he was telling me about Bigelow, so I don't know. Maybe I was misguided with all that. I don't know. Well, let's find out, folks. Well, well I'm mad. At least we got something I can put up this week. Now, tomorrow night, I can't show up because uh, somebody booked me to take me out to somewhere and talk to me about something. <laughs> some fancy restaurant. It's some of that government kind of stuff. Time. Now, it's 6 to 8, but I didn't have anybody booked tomorrow, so that's okay. But now, uh, you remember that girl? She wanted Bigelow. Uh, now, I don't know if that's true or not, but that girl wanted She said that he wanted to come on. That's hard to believe because he's so busy. With you know, he Did he ever sell his hotels, Robert Bigelow? 
I have no clue. I don't follow him have or you, nothing. I just, like I said, I don't either. I don't know anything about him. Of course, you know, just what I've run across on the internet. I, you know, I haven't seen where he's hurt anybody. I don't know. I just think problems. he was just trying to find out what we know. Let's yeah, look into it. He, I, I would not doubt that he's out. using what he finds in his technologies. You know. Hmm. I mean, well, that would be me if I was a millionaire and had to, you know, could find out, well, how are they, you know, going from dimension to dimension? I would be interested in trying to figure that out, wouldn't you? Well, you have to die first, you know, near-death experiences well, are no. half of it. There's, well, you want to we know, know what Tom knows. Sir, well, trying to open a portal to another dimension. Why? Because they're using matter and antimatter and making it go in circles and hit each other? They even said they wanted They openly admit wanting to do it. Well, that's not the way you do it. <laughs> well, I don't know how you do it. You don't know. Like trying we have no clue. Well, when you're not in your body and you're out of body and you're out there and you're connected, you you learn things and you interdimensional it's yeah. There's another way to say it, but I've been out there in the training. Transcendental meditation. Yeah, you know, but uh, well, not TM you stuff. Know, that's, but that's a little different than going bodily. Well, I thought that whole thing with ascension was the next level of interdimensional travel. Aren't we going to teach people? Did we have this conversation? That's where that girl came in. That was where Kimberly O'Connor. And then that other guy, because you can't work with real straight people. you got to work with strange people, <laughs> like me. <laughs> I resemble that. And uh, so what is your, you're going to be the narrator. Are you going to put my stuff together? All right, so let's lead people down the path with us. I think I can help a little bit, Matt. I really do, because I, I was good at doing what I was told to do by the extraterrestrials. I mean, I wasn't. Coming up with this stuff. Hell, I've had magic show up. So I bet what certain people are looking for, because I've had too many multimillionaires try to get information out of me. So what's that called? They want to use it for their own. Well, that's, See, that's, that's what I was thing. saying. If you had, if if you had the money, wouldn't you be out there trying to get the information? Wouldn't you be trying no, to figure out I how to the do money. this stuff? Wouldn't you be trying? I know. I already know how, so I don't have to. That's the difference. Well, then, when you know how, you, got an, uh, you don't you don't you cast pearls before swine until it's time. But see, well, of course, but uh, the whole point is, some people uh, you don't you don't go looking for a trainer in golf if you know how to play golf. Well, yeah, I know, but train the trainers—that's so. going to be our program. <laughs> But you know, it's it's you got to be humble to get off this planet. You know, when the when the people there's other levels of existence. Just because people don't understand it, it's like I told uh, who was it? Uh, now, now, uh, some, could, Jim Mars. You, you know. Could, uh-huh. Now you what? say there's other levels of existence, but that doesn't necessarily mean that's another dimension. 
No, this is where we've got to get figure out how to train people just like we did with the original seven laws before God came down or talked to uh, Noah, if you want to say it. That, that we got to go back to that beginning. With we got to go back in the billions of years and take it back, because right now people are having to decide if they have a soul and if they really want to believe in uh, return here. And not everybody has to, and if they want to go to another place, which not everybody has to. So right now that we're dealing with uh, training them to know what life and death. And, uh, you know, well, birth, decay, we've got to figure out the story, the explanation of the story, so they will all expand in what we call the word ascension. There's no other way to teach it, like Jesus did, right? Jesus taught it. Well, see, now, ascension is different than moving to another dimension. I mean, we might be able to move to another dimension where death is uh, not something that happens. Well, of course, that's accepted. At the once you leave the sixty-two miles or whatever they call it, a hundred kilometers. Well, yeah, but that's that's taken for granted. But not everybody can live out there. But you're talking about well, ascension used in the way I'm Jesus. About, Jesus just went about, zap. Let me finish. I'm talking about moving, not being removed from this. There's a well, difference. that's what we've got. To, We've got to do the epistemology and the taxonomy. So let's get us down a definition. What do they call that? A glossary? We need to just, just all right, that, we're on first base still. We ain't going to get to second and third base. So we got to set up the play. we got to build it so they will come. <laughs> that, you realize well, that, that we're that, in the ascension age, anymore. right? <laughs> That doesn't work anymore. It's, I mean, because everybody's building. Well, nothing works anymore. But every, every, what? We're talking at the same time. What? What did you say? Your radio wave hit my radio wave. That that at one time worked. You know, you build it, they'll come. It doesn't happen now because everybody's building one. All right. So, uh, well, Bigelow built those those marshmallow bungee things. Wasn't he the one that did that? Because I know one of the guys that was doing the thing on Mars, bouncing around. I don't know who's doing what anymore in space. I just woke up. You know, I was, I've been gone, and then I was depressed, and then the ETs come and get me, and then they bring me back, and then they told me keep doing what I was doing. But the ones I work with, they're not real good about telling me what to do. They just drop in once in a while or pick me up once in a while and give me something, and and, uh, you know, Michio Kaku said, well, take something, you know, grab something if you're on one of these ships, you know. Or well, let me tell you, in the other reality, it, it disappears in this reality. You can't bring it through the 62 miles. It, and if they do it down here underground in the ship and you let the ship do it, it's like Preston Nichols stuff. I already did all that, too. I tried to explain that. You know, and then so they brought the thing over to Hawaii, right? And that this one guy got in a lot of trouble from that whole life expo from California because uh, he met me in at one of the uh, conferences. Real, you know, it's just you don't know what the universe, who you're going to meet in human form, right? But he met me, and then uh, that uh, this other person. Uh, got hold of the equipment 
that Preston Nichols had, right? And then, of course, you talk about the the seat and all that in Montauk Point. But no, I can put all these stories together into one because I lived it. So I have a chain of events, right? You know how the chain of evidence? I was trying to make yeah. sure Daryl Sims well, used chain said. of evidence. You needed a timeline. That's what I was saying. You needed a timeline so it doesn't get confusing. But nobody's going to believe it. That's why I'd rather you write it than me. Well, that's, we can that's, use that's why you put it out there as a fiction. And those who yeah. are going to believe right. it are going to believe it. Those who don't want to believe it don't have to. Well, in this new reality, you don't have to put fiction or nonfiction. You can just do essays, right? But oh, yeah, I guess. Well, I'll tell you. I don't know how to do this, Ahmed, but I, I, if, I know that I should do it before I leave here in physical reality this time because I have genealogy that people are going to come after me, right, my kids and my grandkids, and they're not doing too good. They're, they're doing uh, video games, and I don't know. They're plugged into a different reality than I was. They can't even write cursive. You know, how are people going to read the Declaration of Independence? It's going to be like hieroglyphics. You know what I'm saying? It's crazy. You're going to have to have a degree in linguistics. In linguistics. (laughs) (laughs) Well, I don't know how we got started on this Bigelow thing. I don't even know why it came up or the Skinwalker Ranch or anything. But I do know that uh, that's all history now. So now it's the next project. Now you don't. Did you say you were going to help me with the new project? Because some people called me today, and uh, they want to know. And then they, uh, different people are tuning in. One lady uh, called me today about the UFO Secret Space Journal, wanted to know if I had insurance. And I was like, "Who's calling?" They said, "Well, we want to talk to the owner." I said, "Well, I am the owner." But uh, insurance for what? That's what I said. Uh, they said, for your company. I said, which one? And uh, they said, UFO Secret Space Journal. So where are they getting that information? But anyway. Uh, Off we're the gonna, Internet? Uh, these are, well, these are just Internet e- uh, blogs off our magazines, e-magazines, right? But yeah, don't you want to do – I thought we were going to allocate them into organizations. trying to make money off you. Yeah. So uh, – the UFO uh, Janet has been running my alien contact org and my UFO secret space, and then today you and I found out she was running my TJ Marcy T brand. That's why I couldn't get it on the speaker. <laughs> it's not funny. <laughs> so uh, you can't protect brands, you know. It's just the way it is. I got knocked off so much in you know the world, but it's okay. So uh, now we're going to really do this, right? We're going to do something. But it's going to be bigger than the secret space, UFO secret space, bigger than Emory and Corey Good and David Wilcock that took my ascension center. <laughs> Everybody takes everything, but that's okay. It's just the way it is. Because really we're all supposed to be one thing anyway, you know, as immortals, right? And now the Avatar thing, now that's going to be the big thing now. You know, Laura Eisenhower's going over and doing that with uh, Brett Luter. They're doing the Avatar thing. Did you uh, have any promotions on that or is that what Brit's doing with Monique did you listen uh, I I don't mess with uh, Monique Monique show what's the name of her I show I used to produce uh, you did mm, gosh I can't remember right off hand uh, 
I can't eat it, but he likes it. Or something like that. Uh, I I produced some, for her for a couple of years. Who, well, she's got some better graphics than you and I got. I want me and you got to do better graphics. We can't. We're not I keeping mean, up with the Kardashians. <laughs> what do you mean we're by the graphics? Southern Kardashians. <laughs> you and me. They put them up. They put a, a flyer up for every one of them on the Facebook. They use Facebook like people used to use what? newspapers yeah. and magazines. You know um, what I'm saying? The young just kids. what you put up there. But they do. So we got to do that every every show. We got to make some pictures. So we got to get people's uh, attention if they want. Shows, you know, weeks in advance in order to do stuff like that. Yeah. Well, the one girl said she got too much crap off of, you know, a lot of people do. You get all these people calling you in advertisements when you put something up on Facebook, and then they all call you and stuff. Yeah, people trying to steal your guests, too, from you. <laughs> well, that's okay. They can steal them after they have them on us. No, we're the leaders. They're the followers. You know, I mean, like over there We've got to give them something Radio, to talk you about. Post a guest you're going to have on Thursday and... Four hosts that on uh, Monday, Tuesday, and Wednesday all get the same guy. Oh, when I put it up? Well, no, I'm saying, you know, for the station over there. I mean, that well, happens. Okay. Yeah. So why would you interview him for the fourth day in a row? Oh, I see what you're saying. Oh, because it's – oh, it, are you going with it? You're supposed to have everything first because everybody knocks you off anyway. No, I know that, but I don't care. But are uh, but you saying we should care? Good as it is, are we supposed to care about that? To hear, him, hear the guests say the exact same thing on four shows, uh, four days in a row on the same station. Well, it's helping them because they're out doing whatever they're doing, like on TV at night. You know, when you watch. People uh, don't tune into four shows of the same person four days in a row. Oh, well, is this something that we want to control as the Allied Command Organization? Our Allied Command well, Oracles just, or the university? Or? That's why I said it's not a good idea to post it, you know, more than a, you know, a few hours before the show. Okay, I've got a new life. Okay, because you're my new partner. Okay, I get you. Okay, I feel you. Thank you. Know, <laughs> you, you, you well, you. Why, poor... Well, what about Bigelow? He ain't never going to know how to do nothing if we don't teach him. Huh? Bigelow ain't going to know how to do nothing. He he don't have the smarts. <laughs> He's got so money to can... Oh, so if he brings us money, we will we will help him. Well, that ain't Is that what you're saying? Yeah, I, you went way off to the left of everything I was saying. <laughs> He ain't even in the same ballpark. <laughs> Field of Dreams by Seymour Butts. <laughs> no, that's uh, Under the Bleachers by Seymour Butts. <laughs> okay, Under the Bleachers. Well, okay, so I'll let you be my partner, but you got me. And then now, remember we got that new guy, the guy that, uh, what's he call himself, the manifester? I that have guy no that got clue touch of the summoner. What's his name? Robert Bingham? Is that it? He does some good graphic or videos. 
He's out there in Hollywood. He's got a lot of connections. <laughs> you talking about the guy so. from Florida? No. Oh, how's Aggie Noss doing? Has have you heard from Aggie? He hasn't called haven't, me lately. I haven't spoken with him. Well, he was going to help us, and he sort of disappeared. So should I call him? Mm-hmm. I don't like to I chase people. To people always call me. No, I don't ever right. have time to call anybody. They can't, they got to call He's me. He's just interested in getting his name out there. He don't care about helping anybody. Oh, okay. So are we going to be mean, publicists or not? I'm, am I confused? What what am I supposed to be doing on the planet right now besides what I – if the ETs tell me to keep doing what I'm doing, I guess I just wake up in a new world every day in a new bubble and – I just do what I do. Whatever happens, happens, right? Publicist. Get them memoirs oh, together. You, oh, you like my memoirs? Okay, you think those are cool? Well, huh? that's uh, all right. If, if you if, if you want to get them out me. there, I mean, that's the only way you're okay. going to do it. All right, all right. Well, that's what Janet kept saying for seven years, but I can't do it by myself. I don't have the what is it? The stamina or the willingness or the know-how. I know how. I mean, I know how to write. I don't know that I pick the right words, but anyway, you like to do it. Oh, I found some typos in that last one we had, the one you sent me. There were words, but they were the wrong words, so now we got to get back from Kindle. I, I don't doubt you said, that. Well, it was what was in the original, but when you did a grammar check or something, and I didn't do that because I would have caught it. But you put subornate instead of uh, subrogation. Now, subrogation is a really hard word. I had to learn subrogate back in when I was in the day in the 80s. And I had to learn that to go from the United States of America to the United Kingdom. Okay, so <laughs> That's how big a word it was. <laughs> so uh, learn, look up subrogation. And, and it has a lot to do with that jewelry like you thought. You know what I'm saying? But anyway, look up subrogation versus subordination. But uh, that's okay. But, folks, if y'all are listening and you got our book, it's mine and Thomas. It's by Teresa J. Morris, Thomas R. Becker, and Thomas R. Morris. And Thomas was actually the narrator putting it together. But uh, Ahmad wrote a whole story. But I wrote the original words. But we're gonna. some of them are mixed up right now. But it's okay. We'll we'll figure it out. We'll get it. We'll get it. Because if you read some of my stuff that's free online, you'll figure out. Oh, that was subrogation, not subordination. So we got key codes. Well, that's in why there. you were codes. supposed to read it and correct it. I know. I never had time, and I knew I'd never get it out. It was already like a month after you finished it. So I figured we just put it out there. But anyway, but somebody bought it. They bought it with the mistakes. But we're going to take our hits on Kindle or Amazon, or have to take critiques for it. But they're going to think we're a bunch of dumbasses. But that's okay. We don't care. No, right? you just fix it and reload <laughs> it up there. Okay, okay. All right. Well, we'll we'll do that. So we're going to read them. But your stories, too, and let me read them. And then we're going to do audio books, right? Because now we're going to do our audio for something to do because we want to do it just to be different. And maybe the audio. Have you sold one of your audio books yet? Do you know? You put them up there. I haven't tried to. All I've done is all I've done is short stories, and I've only done about five of them now. Well, give me the next one, and I'll read it, and I'll put it up on our Allied Command, our American Communication Online channel. Now we got the ACO Radio today, so we'll choose which radio shows we want to put on ACO Radio. Do you want to not use this one, or you want to use this one? Because we got to get off here, hang it up. 
Do you want to use this one or not? You don't know. Use it for what? Care? To put it up on Spotify and Libsyn. Because this is going on Spreaker. Okay. Well, then it's going out all over. It's going in. uh, We got people all over Russia, New Zealand, Australia, just like Radio uh, Revolution Radio. Where all does he put his? Radio show. (laughs) Does he just put it on his website? He doesn't promote it on any of the other places you list podcast? He's got to, because I used to see him on IceCast. Uh, no, we don't. Yeah, there's an, we've carried by quite a few places, but uh, we don't they put just them pick up it on up. YouTube. You don't put them on YouTube anymore. But, no, uh, uh, we well, our channel taken down. Now, a lot of the hosts put their own shows up there. That's up to them. Yeah, Janet puts hers yeah. off of there that she makes, but... Yeah. Uh, I've, all right. Well, I've started, but nobody. I'm not advertising or marketing it. So even if you make stuff, folks, you're still gonna let people know you're doing it, because they, you know, unless they happen to follow you and you post it on Facebook, I guess they can find it, right? Love you too, baby. All right. I'm gonna get off the phone with uh, Mad. All right. Okay. No, this is on the radio. We gotta get off. Hey, Mad. Uh, can. Uh, uh, I guess just I know you're going to be busy because you got Sunday show and Monday, right? You're booking in Sunday eleven to three, right? And uh-huh. then Monday night. On uh, okay, well people can come talk to you there, and I don't know if I'm going to make any more shows until then, but I'll work on the books too. So folks, we'll be working on words, and we'll be working on if you want to work with us. What? How do we tell people we're doing the next level in the? Uh, well, they call it fifth dimension, fourth dimension, going from zero to level one. <laughs> no if you talk Kaku. I'm, I'm on okay. the level I'm on. That's all I know. <laughs> <laughs> well, that's like in a game, the game of life. <laughs> all you know yeah, is you're I'm, here. I'm right here. <laughs> okay, I'm right here. We're using the bodies, three biological containers. All right, well, if, I may be starting to get into. Huh? I said, well, if you find you, me, we're on. Well. <laughs> yeah, but you're not easy to find either, and neither am I. Even in cyberspace, you know, people see I've got like 25 <laughs> Facebooks and TJ Morris Agency <laughs> and Teresa J. Morris. What? You just do what? I'm a mad painter. A mad painter. Yes, a mad oh. painter or T.R. Becker. You start doing Thomas R. Becker, too. You know, because we're doing you as a real professional director with ACO Association, because that's what companies, you know, in order to make money and be legit, we got to be legit. You know what I mean? Got to. I'm not out to hurt anybody. Well, they, they, we don't have. Well, we're still a social media group. We're still a social community. We have a social. We have spirit science. A lot of people look up to us. Because we created the TJMRCT Radio in 2012. <laughs> Apparently, they thought we were cool. Maybe that was because of Canada, you know, because of Dirk Vanderplug or Robert Morningstar. I don't know. Maybe it was uh, having to do with Erica Lukes. You know, Brett Luter knows Erica, but uh, she got yeah. all this started over there where he lived in uh, Santa Clara and Chico and all that. But Brett Luter is a mover shaker over there. Well, we'll just do what we do, and uh, Bob Dean's gone, so can't depend on him much more, but he's the one that gave 
you know, Janet 500 to start this Stargate to the Cosmos. But I think she's only going to do it every two years. So uh, with Ken in Albuquerque. Me and you are going to do one down here. We told them. So sooner or later we got to do. But did you decide Gainesville, where the VA is, or Jacksonville? I, did you got to come up with some money first. Well, we can just do it here with Erica. We do two here, but she calls it New Horizons. But it's mostly psychics and stuff, New Age stuff. But you don't care, do you? But we mix it together. She t- she had me be speaker, and then she did, she booked me as a speaker and didn't tell me, and I was sleeping in. And <laughs> the place where they had it, they were they all because my daughter works there. They're like. They couldn't believe she walked in and said, would you call your mom because she's got so many Facebooks. I don't know which one she's on. But tell her I've got her booked in here <laughs> noon today. And they had put months into this event, and they looked at my daughter. And she says, yeah, I know. I'll call her. So but I said, I'm sorry. I didn't know. I'm sleeping in. So I missed this last event. But nobody told me I was booked. So maybe I need a publicist. <laughs> what? No, because uh, you know what? Sam does it for himself, right? Sam is Magna Gitch, and he's really out there, so I can do this, right? I just messed up. But uh, I didn't know which. She only she uses Facebook. I know. She's really sweet, but uh, she just went in and told my daughter to tell me. She said, I don't know which one, because she told me that's all she uses is Facebook. Can you believe that, running a company that way? Big event thing. I love Erica. She's sweet. Anyway, that's okay. We're supposed to be psychics. She's the one that booked in. <laughs> well, we brought James Van Prague. He worked with Ken over there at the New Living Expo. <laughs> James Van Prague and Ken Johnston. But anyway, it's okay. They can book me if they want to. I've done. I did. I'm coming out now. I'm gonna start working again. I'll show up. I just gotta make sure people know that uh, they need to call me. I agree with you. Why do they not want to use phones anymore? You know, they just uh, – when they book speakers, some people, you know, because we're – I'm really easy, but, you know, psychics are supposed to know that stuff. But still, you know, I have to tune in to what I'm supposed to do like the radio station or television set. Just because the television set's sitting over there don't mean that people know what's going to come on it unless you go look at the schedule, right? I mean, unless you just got that tuned in to everything going on out there. It's the same principle for psychics. There's so much out there to tune into. You got to tune the dial over. So, anyway, uh, I'll tune the dial when I know which station I'm supposed to be listening to. <laughs> but you got to. What you're saying is they're going to have to pay me one, two, or three dollars an hour. That's what they got set up for psychics. Dollar a minute and or two dollars a minute or three dollars a minute. And on the East Coast, they told me I couldn't charge less than three hundred eighty. On this side, but uh, that California uh, psychics gets all the advertisement. Now I used to when I started Psychic Network out in Hawaii. Before uh, who was it? Michael Jackson and who was his friend? What was that lady's name? That real pretty singer. Diana Ross. Michael Jackson. Yeah, but the other one, Diana, and then the other one. They did Psychic Network. And they made their money and then ran it and then dropped it. And it was a blind she worked with. I met, had to meet him over the name because I had Psychic Network from Hawaii. But I was already incorporated and had it online in Hawaii. And then they paid me to come over, and they put me up in the Beverly Hilton. 
And Giorgio Armani, I had to go to his party, Giorgio Armani down Beverly Hills. That's when I told them, you know, they asked me as a psychic what they needed to do, and that was about 90, and somewhere between that paperwork I read in 88 and 94, but they needed help. And I, I had been working with Bob Hope in Houston, and I was working in Dallas uh, on stage with him, but what happened is they needed help to run – something was going on, and they were not doing good. So I told them to uh, just get a red carpet, and uh, it was – oh, I know what I was into at that time, fashion. And I told them to get uh, – uh, oh, it was the Chamber of Commerce meeting in Beverly Hills having a meeting. And I did have a publicist then. I didn't know I was supposed to have one, but because I was somebody back then in the day, according to that level of reality – I had to have a publicist, but she booked me in at the Giorgio Marnio party, but she also booked me in for the Beverly Hills Chamber of Commerce, and I was supposed to go there and tell them what to do, like I did with Michael Jackson. What We changed Las Vegas and put those lights over the old downtown. So, uh, you know, they asked me, and I told them that they want bitched about the money, but I was like, you got to have the money to do it. But anyway, I told them to get the red carpet and to get Joan Collins and her daughter was it Joan Collins? No, Joan Rivers. Joan Rivers and her daughter. And uh, they said, "Why well, can't it be anybody? Does it have to be them? Because right now she's booked so-and-so and her daughter. I said, no, her daughter's not booked, but yes, it has to be them. So they, I got them their job on the red carpet. There was no such thing. They, they, it was good. It worked out. So see, if I go back to work, the world's going to change, Matt. Mark my words. It was fun. <laughs> you, I'm excited because I didn't have the will power to do any of this, but I am now. But you better keep me motivated, so you keep me motivated. I'll write some books, and then uh, I'll go – I'll have to go promote them. I'll have to go speak about them, right? you got to make me That's get on the, the road idea. again. I have to go in those airplanes. All right. They want me in Las Vegas, so we'll have to see. Who was that? Who booked Las Vegas? Somebody called me and wanted me to do Las Vegas. Oh, Saeed, remember? Saeed Farman starting my – but I just was promoting him and going to help him do his – like I did Steve. Remember that guy? He wanted me to help, and he was too scared to call me for days. The one y'all said, I did his first book, his only book. Steve, what was his name? He was nobody. He was living over there, and then uh, yeah, he said he no wanted credit. to come there. You're not giving him no credit. I can't remember his name, but his first name was Steve. But, yeah, but he did make money off his book. I mean, I did it for him, and I did it uh, as my publishing company. But he made the money, but then uh, he was calling Janet about it. But he, he made his money in the beginning when he was selling it to his friends and you know trying to do something. But he was. Nobody else knew who he was in the world. So he made a couple of good paychecks, and that was it. But he didn't make enough for me to have to turn in a 1099 on him, which is 675 paid in taxes, I believe. So anyway, well, you take care, and you and I run this company, and we'll just see who wants to give us. You said 15000 to do a conference, but we don't have the venue yet, <laughs> right? That was now, a big how, guess, though. Well, would you guess. show up? Because you can do this one over well, here, this one over here. This one, this one's not bad. We can do a day in fifteen hundred. That's pretty good ways for me. Yeah, but it'll only do. I think we can only book three hundred. Yeah, and that's well, all you can have. 
hundred. It's not very big. Look up the Navarre Conference Center. I'll look and see what they got in Milton, because uh, Erica's doing Milton, and I guess I'm supposed to do that one too. But she's uh, she was running. I let her That's copy the uh, computer. Uh, you, you I let her copy line. some of mine. You get mainline speakers, and they don't want more than a thousand dollars for a presentation, you know. And if you ain't making well, back in the yeah, well, uh, she doesn't book a main speaker. She books it around like uh, like the nonprofits are in the city. She does it like a Comic Con or a mid. She has the Comic Con franchise here, but she also uh, she used to book. She booked James in Prague this last time, but. Or no, that was last year. But uh, she booked me here. <laughs> but uh, she uh, booked uh, George Nury a long time ago. But uh, back when she got him, he'd do it for a lot less than he does now. With uh, who's been booking him? The other girl, Lori Fenton, that came on my show. Lori, Lori and Fenton. But uh, now he's uh, he's doing really good for himself. Now that same company is the one that. Uh, Ran uh, what was it? The same one that ran me on Clyde Lewis, and then Clyde Lewis wound up being a speaker at those UFO conferences, right? Clyde Lewis booked me in about uh, what do uh, ET, what do aliens or extraterrestrials dream about at night? And it, and I didn't realize it had anything to do with Philip K. Dick, right? And and then. Uh, I saw something with Tessa that came on my show, you know, because I've always liked Philip K. Dick, dickheads. <laughs> I like Philip K. Dick because of me and Tom and uh, our stories. And close the one with uh, Arnold Schwarzenegger. Anyway, I don't know where all this is going because there's so much that could be – it could be a good – good. Uh, what do you call them? We're not going to call them – we're going to call them an odyssey, right? The Allied Command Odyssey, and those are essays, and they're going to be a series and you're not charging much to run the company and running them through Kindle. Now, right now, you've got two Allied Command organizations. Is that what they're called? A Department of American Communication Online. And you've got two, uh, the number two, first and one, and we're going to do them like collector's items, like they started with, uh, who was that girl? Fate Magazine. I want to run it like Fate, F-A-T-E. Remember Fate? Do you remember Fate, I'm mad? Uh, yeah, yeah. Well, that lady is real sweet, and I like her, and I told her I would never forget her back in the day when I was working with her, and she left over in Minnesota, and she left the main company. But when she left the main company in uh, it was Minneapolis-St. Paul, she decided to take the brand with her, and she bought it, and she's real sweet. Uh, Phyllis... What was her name, Phyllis? Anyway, uh, there's so many people I can't leave behind now that we're going to do this. But we're going to do this, folks. It's called the Allied Command Organization, and Amad's in charge. In charge. So get with him and let us know. And I'll get with Ken because Ken and Janet, uh, Ken's really sweet and said that he'd know under no, every he would not forget Thursday night. <laughs> He would be back and be rested up, and he didn't even answer his phone. So I've got a bone to chew, but I'll get Ken back. All right. Well, Matt, I apologize because Ken didn't show up, but I guess it was meant for you and me to start doing our books, okay, our essays. You're going to number them, right? You're going to number them? 
Well, yeah, you'd say it was the second one, of course. All right. Yeah, we said that was second, so we're going to do number three. We'll start with whatever was on today because I already got these notes out. So I'll take these notes and start making a, a trilogy of the history, sort of like Star Wars did, you know. We'll have the history and some of it backwards and some of it forward, but I'll let you tend with all that because you're going to do them like trailers or movie, tra- movie something, right? Movie. Why would you call them movie something that you write on the book? A treatment? I don't know all that stuff. No, the, I had a pr- the caption that you read on Kindle is a movie trailer for the book. It tells you what the book's about. All right. Well, I lost Paul Rosenberg. I lost my producer. And the last time I was at Ron Howard and uh, – what was that other guy's name? Ron Howard and the guy that's in charge of SAG. Was it – I forgot his name. Not Steven Spielberg, the other guy. Ron Howard and – I forgot him. I <laughs> I've lost. I better hurry up and write books so I'll have something to write about because it's all going away. <laughs> well, love and light, Ahmed. Thanks. I don't know. Uh, I'm excited about whatever it is we're going to do because I think not knowing is 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 more fun than knowing. What's that called? <laughs> Dumbasses. <laughs> no, we're not doing it the old way where we're writing the business plan. <laughs> we're not doing it old school. All right, well, can the, that girl play? What's her name? Dolgoff? She can sort of play. That last girl you brought on. She's you remember? been on air quite a few times. She no, but she said she wants to come. Oh, okay, so ACO Club, right? But we want her in our club. The club. The inner circle. Oh, that's what we were going to do. We were going to do a think tank. With Augie Nost. Everybody wants to do their own thing and get their own circle. So it just depends. You throw that's a bunch of stuff at the wall. That, that's what we're but, saying. You can't just build it and they'll come because that don't work anymore because everybody's building. Oh, they're all builders. Oh, that's what you meant. Oh, yeah, okay. I mean, yeah, we're yeah. all doing the same thing now. I get it because of the Internet and because uh, Google, we're all programmed now. To put to post everything in social media, yeah, I get it because that's why the old school had to go along with it, and now all the newspapers and magazines are going down, so we're all going digital approach, right? Yeah, we're all in the internet now. Mainstream is internet. Yeah, so everybody's on the internet and everybody's doing it. So everybody's got a web presence and everybody's got a social media presence. And the next step, everybody – but like you said, they want to get everybody dumbed down holding the cell phone until they get into your brain, and they're already doing that in some of the eastern countries, right? They're putting the chip right – some of them may on the glasses, but there's some of them are getting uh, the chips right into their brain. What do they call that? They're getting chipped. You know, In the beginning, they talked like your dogs and your your kids, but now they're going where they can put the Internet right under their skin and their temples and in their necks. Now what country is that? Yet. Yeah, I they got that, that already. Yeah, it's nah, over there. It's like Switzerland or uh, one of those countries. Read up on it. Read up I, on the tech I don't know. future. Elon Musk has got the neural net that they're working on. Yeah, he's one of yeah, them. Yeah, if you got money, you can do anything. All right. Well, we don't, you know, psychics don't need that shit, but, you know, we live out in another complete reality. Now, believe it or not, Amanda, and, and I need you to, to do this because 
Tommy doesn't get it on a lot of levels that he likes psychics, but he doesn't like psychics. So he'll say he's going to do this and he'll do that. So that's okay. But the thing is, there's levels of psychics. There's good psychics and there's uh, snake oil psychics, and there's ones that can do it and those that can't, and those that learn to do it for entertainment. And then there's those that really do it, like out of body near death experiences. I'm one of those because I've done it. So uh, I need your help in that. What do you call that? Make it. Uh, I don't know what you what we're going to do, but we take words, but we make them have trust and meaning for the explanation of you take a word and then you have to break it down and then you have to put the souls and the bodies behind it with their intention, because some of them may have to go back through a few thousand. You know, years back on the planet till they get it right. So that's the level of life one exists at, right? You were talking about in the game of life, I think. Oh well, you tired now? You okay? Oh, I am tired. Believe me, I work today. <laughs> All right. Well, I'll tell you what. What it is that you and I do is, if people listen to us, they're going to get the buzz off of. Uh, the energy because we can uh, I'm 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 fixing to plug in really good my ancient uh, you know ascension ancient mystery schools for the good and for the positive but you know there's no black or white or uh, anything it's it's everything it's all the radio waves but we're going to connect it and then people will get good because they're going to start getting more amped up to do what more people do so one thing the internet offers is we can connect to each other and the same thing what was those that you called neurons in the brain. It's going to feed those good, positive outcomes, make people realize that we're all doing the next level. It's exciting because they don't know it, so something wonderful is going to happen to everybody. That's what 2020 is all about, 20 to 2035. So there's going to be those in space and those on the planet. And then what's happened is they're going to come and learn, and a lot of people call it the rapture. Some of them call it the solar flash, right? <laughs> But uh, some people are going to be able to see things like the dimensions and the cities in space, things like that. They were always there. Some would be able to see the UFOs or the people or the things that do it and, you know, others. Just different things are going to happen. So I think we're opening up another level of uh, reality that wasn't in this existence. Some people call it the fourth, fifth dimension. They're just uh, others' movement. You, so your big thing is movement now, right? So you're going to work on that? Put that on your list? You said movement, right? What do you mean, movement? That's what I got from you. You said movement, but you said it with intent. It was movement, remember? No, they, you, we were talking uh, – you were talking That's the word about for the day. I was talking about – you were talking about ascending from this reality into the, uh, you know, ascending, overdoing this reality, and I was talking about changing reality. All right. So, uh, yeah, we're changing reality, right? You That's were talking about moving on, and I was talking about moving over. Well, can't they both happen at the same time? No, you're either going to do one or the other, or stay where you're at. Well, that's a perception code. That's a bit of information, but I think you're talking about which gate do you want to move through in this time, space-time with gravity and frequency, right or not? 
And when you ascend, you're, you're, you're not you're you're not changing dimensions. Well, who says? I thought you were. Well, that's not, not what not ascension is. You're still you're still connected to this dimension, though. You, well, you'll so be able was to come Jesus. back and visit this he was dimension. The, well, Jesus is the greatest metaphysician in the world, and he comes and goes and is everywhere and does his own thing. But he moves and he ascends. So okay, let's keep it this way. All things are possible. All things are possible. So how we perceive it is based on being open to receive and not be uh, uh, closed-minded by our biases. But yet we'd still have to have some type of communication device for explanation in order to understand the story that we're telling ourselves, philosophically speaking. (laughs) So, you know, story and explanation is not the same thing, but to some people it is. They tell their story in order to explain their situation, right? So I guess it's putting words into context. But you're saying, say to me, ascension and movement is the same thing, but that's through my conscious agent and then you have your conscious agent but when people listen to us it's up to them to hear both sides and then choose for themselves and most people when they like to listen to two other people is so they can uh, be the third party and listen it's like the split what do you call it in quantum entanglement the split the super something superposition you know what? What is it? The split something theory. Split in quantum entanglement. When light goes through, you take a laser and you point it through the slits, and it goes and, and it divides up, and you see the waves. The particles may hit and go through different split slits. Experiment. Split slit. <laughs> split split. Just what the split experiment. The split, split experiment. experiment. That's what it's called. Are you sure? Oh, is it yeah. slit? All right. Well, that's where we are, you and me. We're each one of those little slices. And so we've got to figure out how to get the information through to the other side because it's going to be everything. and It's going to be both particles and waves like everything and everybody. And everybody's mirroring each other, and we're all really at some immortal level. When you go up to the seventh heaven and, and you go on above the source, People say the heavens and dimensions aren't the same, but are they? It could be universes, and we start our own separate bubbles. But too deep. Well, I just know I feel better. So I do know you make me feel better, so that's the main thing, and I needed that. So I think the ACO Club is about getting uh, non-judgment, but trying to learn how to understand communications. American Communications Online is the digital approach now, but we do it with people. And you're saying that sooner or later we're going to meet each other at a convention, and it'll take about two years. And we're going to learn movement and ascension both, and probably more words. <laughs> All right, I'll send you what I got, and then uh, when will I hear from you again? Monday? Because you always take the weekend off. No, I don't take the weekend off. I'm always busy, that's all. Oh, Okay. Well, you're always busy. 
All right. I am my constantly kids, busy. I never just sit here on my ass and do nothing. Oh. Okay. Well, that's good. <laughs> All right. Well, I'll see you. I know I won't ever see you probably, but if I do, it'll be in a couple of years at a convention. But in the meantime, I'll get us get our books together. But show up uh, Monday so we can, uh, you know, put this book together or whatever we were supposed to do Monday. I forgot. I've, I've already forgotten. I'm about to fall asleep sitting here. All right. Well, I can't believe they let us stay on, but I can't find my computer. All right. Well, if I hang up, it'll end the show. So love and light. <laughs> and uh, we'll Have do this day. again next week. All right, next week.